What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, what's up? It's your girl Tamara, a.k.a. Girl from Harlem. And what's up, everybody? Ooh. This is Ray. It's bright in here. It's Ray Daniels, <laughs> aka the Culture Referee. And this is the God Show. And today we have a very special guest. Because uh, he's from he, do- he doesn't know. I feel like I feel like either he's Twizzlers and I'm Red Vine, or I'm Red Vine and he's Twizzlers. <laughs> but we kind of do the same things. And I remember when I saw him on uh, um, the show, the Complex show, uh, Everyday Struggle, and you had a job at the same time. And I mm. remember thinking, I can do it too. To this. Oh, wow. <laughs> Look at him. He got the job. Uh, no bullshit. Swear to wow. God. Because I always knew I wanted to get in this space. Mm-hmm. And then I met you. Cool as fuck. Let's give it up for my brother, Wayno. Thank you. That, thank you for that intro, man. I yeah, appreciate man, you that. Got, we got a real legend on the couch, man. He's going to tell us how to do it right. Uh, don't be afraid to correct us. Okay. If we fucking up. We want to know <laughs> by far. Okay. Because you've done this way more than we have. But welcome to the show, my brother. Thank welcome, you, man. Welcome, I'm honored welcome. to be here for real. Tamira, let's go. All right, wait. I want to go straight to New York talk since because I, I don't get New Yorkers <laughs> on a lot. So okay. So I got to I gotta go straight into it. So um, New York rap. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been a lot of talk about how ATL is now the center of hip hop. And Ray, what are you over there doing? Don't make I'm me. Just, I'm just doing my thing. Start with me. I just do my thing. Let's go. We have company. We have way more New Yorkers on the show than we have Atlant- Atlantis, by oh, the way. Oh, no. We've Please. had so many New Half Yorkers. Half the people on the show went to high school with you, so don't even start with That's me. That's crazy. But anyway, um, <laughs> New York rap. Mm-hmm. Um, the state of it. Who's the First of all, who's the biggest artist out of New York right now? The biggest? New male York, artist. The biggest male artist. The biggest male artist out of New York right now? Uh, I say A Boogie. Okay, I'll take that. That's good. Yeah, that's that's all y'all got. Right now? Yeah, Boogie been out for a while, though. Okay. And I mean, he is, but I, I mean, go ahead, because I'm going to no, elaborate that, that's, on that's that. That's the right, that is kind of the only answer. Um, Why do you think that New York, male New York rappers are having a hard time dominating the music industry right now? I mean, hmm. by dominating, you mean doing what charting, we used to do? Charting, Making because hits. I mean, for, for first and foremost, we don't make records. They don't really make records the way they used to make records. I think that, but also, 
we don't count the wins that we have. New York has a ton of wins, but we so predicated on like trying to restore the feeling and trying to get back to where we used to be. That shit is never going to happen. And we've had major wins. I think like Cardi, Cardi is only as an artist six, seven years old. Mm-hmm. Cardi B, Nicki, of course, legendary artist or whatever. But a boogie, you, I look at like the newer guys, like a Chef G. Unfortunately, he's locked up. Sleepy Hollow. We've had a lot of wins, but K-Flock we just locked up. Yeah, no, Kate Flock was a star, but he's yeah. locked up. But we've had a lot of wins. We just can't accept the wins that we have because we think it has to be a certain way in order for us to be winning, and that's not true. I think we've had a lot of wins over the years. I like that. That's a good one, but I just want to note that we're gonna go right. Three to of those artists was Wait, no, girls. Let's do it. Wait, no, it is. You are gonna feel like you had a. You know how you go to a, a interview on CNBC and you uh, know that for the Democrats and you go on Fox News, you know for Republicans, <laughs> you're gonna know by the end of this show. New York was in the fucking house. No, but I could be objective as well. You know what I mean? Like I could because well, I, I grew up on everybody's music. Like when I was that. growing up as a kid, I didn't really, I didn't really understand that Outkast was from Atlanta. It was what it, like mm. growing up. I was six in the sixth grade when they came out. Mm-hmm. I just Definitely. knew it was dope music, but I didn't really know where they was from. Essentially, right? I just knew that they was dope, but I didn't look at like geographics as to why I like something. Like I didn't know the Ghetto Boys was from Houston until I got mm. older. You know what I mean? I didn't really understand that. I just knew I liked music. So, like, I think people from New York is always perceived like I have this working at QC. I'm the only New York person there, so everything I know or don't know is because I'm from New York. Yes. Like, if I do something wrong, P is like, man, you know you're from New York. Like, you know, <laughs> you're from the North. Like, if I do something yeah. right, I don't get the same credit. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, it's like, I grew up on everybody's shit. Rap City was showing everybody's shit. Yep. You know what I mean? Yo, MTV Raps was showing everybody. So it's like, I, I'm super duper New York, but I don't just pigeonhole myself in one space. I can and speak objectively. And that's why he's somebody who I said, I put on my board, like, okay, that's somebody I could I could follow in the footsteps of because he's objective. He's not subjective. Yeah, man. You know? I mean, I got my bias, though. I ain't going to lie. Like, we I do should. definitely got my bias. We all should. That's a fact. Yeah, it's it's a bias. human thing to have biases, <laughs> but. Yeah. I, so I came to Atlanta and when I was 12 years old. And mm-hmm. when I came here, they didn't. Atlanta was like booty shaked out. Like, mm-hmm. it was like that boom, that boom. Like, it was booty shake the fuck out. Mm-hmm. And I was New York, 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 right. New York. I went to visit Atlanta. I went to visit New York when I was 14, two mm-hmm. years later, thinking I'm about to get welcome back to New York. You know what they said? <laughs> I was like, yo, I was up in Atlanta representing. I was nervous. They said, shut your country ass up, <laughs> nigga. Facts. You country ass nigga. <laughs> Came back to Atlanta. And I was just like, you know what? I'm going to embrace Atlanta culture because they embrace me. Mm. But that embrace feeling warm embrace whatever it is i don't know embracement is embracement okay cool you know i didn't graduate college Mm -hmm. i don't have that lineage with me fuck all Mm y'all um (laughs) but because of that that's why i think that's why atlanta wins Mm -hmm. because i think that in a a new yorker i think that the fact that you could come down here have a job as a top a and r at the biggest label in the city Mm -hmm. being a new yorker like we embrace that like if if you went to, to new york from atlanta Bad boys like get your get your what the yeah, fuck kind of sneakers yeah. you got on, nigga. No, that's a fact. That's a fact. Oh, but, bobos and shit, you know. So that, but my point is that that's why I think Atlanta culture has been able to thrive because it's known as the city too busy to hate. Mm-hmm. No, but I, I'm gonna keep it hundred. You know, it's a big perception. I just noticed Go this because I live here. here. This shit is just like New York. I swear, to, I'm talking about culturally <laughs> how y'all, how Atlanta people are with each other. Like the 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 perception is is like. Oh, they all together. They all make money together. That shit is not like that. A lot of these dudes do not fuck with each other. Okay, like, let me say you know something. I, mean? I, I, I want to respond but to they that. They put so, a united front. No, 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 no. But here's the thing, though. 
it's just like New York. Here's the only difference between New York and Atlanta. New York, when you when you come up, even if you don't like, I ain't talking about going from like intern to puffy status. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about if you go to New York and you just come from like, nigga, I was in the projects and now I got an artist that's got a little motion. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna be in the same projects that you was in. Oh no, not at all. And and I, but I'm saying out here, the reason why we help wait, hold on, hold on, real quick, real quick, because I still got people in Patterson projects right no, now. No, no, nah, I'm gonna keep it a hundred. You mean like you're not gonna live there no more? You're not gonna keep going over no, there? No, 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 no. Meaning, 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 you're not gonna. Meaning that's gonna be home. Like, well, let me tell you what I'm trying to say. All right. Like, I grew up in Hidden Woods, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, Gabby Road. No one in Hidden Woods is there from when I was there okay. in 95, 96. Right. I moved out in 96. No one from Hidden Woods is there. Yeah. I st- my, fa- my father's family in Harlem mm-hmm. been living in the same apartment since 1970. Mm. What, and, and that's my point about it. It's the thing about New York. You So here's what I mean by it's that. It's hard as hell to move in New York. No, 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 no. It is. I'm, I'm, it's I'm, hard I'm, to own I'm, shit. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not arguing that. I'm just saying to y'all, I think the part is, is the reason why, to answer your question, the reason why we help each other here is because I might not have to fuck with you to throw you a bone that'll change your life and your address. Yeah, yeah. In New York, I don't. you need a lot of bones yeah. to change your now, address. One thing about New York, bro, is like, Everybody is really content with just doing better than the person next to them. Boom. Like being from Harlem, like the, the goal is to get enough money to move to Jersey and just come to your block every day. Right. Yes. Like it, it, that don't make no Still sense. Still come to, me. to your block though. Yeah. Oh, but, wow. But, you put that in words so properly. Like no, that no, is exactly. Because I really lived it. Like, it, wow. yo, I, my only goal in life at one point was to move out the hood. Cause, cause I moved. I lived in Maryland for one year yeah. when I was in seventh grade, mm-hmm. and we was in the burbs. I hated it. I thought my mom was like trying to destroy me as a person, but she was just trying to provide a better life. I was yeah. a Bronx kid though, yes. But I, so I had a different perspective. Mm-hmm. Like I got a chance to see rabbits running around in grass, right? Yes. And then the next year we was back. We was back in New York. We was in the shelter. Mm. So by the time we moved, we moved to Harlem. So when we moved to Harlem, it was at the epicenter of like when the gang shit hit New York crazy, when crack was still crazy, all of that. So my only goal, I was like, yo, I got to get out of here one day. And then when I finally got out of Harlem, I was like, it wasn't that hard. But at the same time, so many people, I've seen people get out. Yeah. But the thing about them getting out is just the one up the next, the person that yes. used to fuck with you yes. or the, the person that didn't like you. Like, And I say a lot of dude, like rappers, that's our problem Like in Harlem. Like, they cool with, all right, I get a deal. I can move to Jersey. I got a good car. And I can fuck with all the girls that I liked in high school. Yep. And and they'll yes. just, and, and that's <laughs> enough for them. No, that's really enough for them. Like, to be on the block, still be able to drink with niggas, smoke, laugh, joke, and just be, that's not it for me. Yes. I got to go see other shit. So I got to ask you a question, because mm-hmm. you just said shelter. So I want to, I want to, I want you to take me, because I, I, me and Wayno just figured out that we actually ran into each other. We was in the same room with each other yeah. at one point in time when mm-hmm. Rock City wrote a record, wow. um, wrote, did a record for Beanie Siegel album mm-hmm. called Go Low. So he was there. So I didn't even know that. But the point is, is that mm-hmm. take me to early Wayno. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just said you was in a shelter. So I'm assuming that you didn't come from a lot of money. I never money. Okay. So, 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 <laughs> so what was it about you? Cause I'm pretty sure you got friends from yeah. your block that's like, nigga, how the fuck did you? Oh no, everybody, they everybody. Think you got the, the world fooled, like no, everybody. Yeah, so I'm like, what was your mindset when you went into this? Where you was like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. Well, you know what it and really was. And what did was? you do? See, my 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 father was the number man, so I always saw money. Like my mm-hmm. dad would hit the number, he come to the crib. Like I didn't live with my father, but my father 
Like I'm number six out of eight kids. We all got different mothers. We all scattered everywhere. This oh, is wow. such a you know New York mean? love story. My father, no, was, my father ran numbers too. For real? Yeah. And my pop, yeah, my pops was the number man. Like, yeah. it, like my pops, my my sister and Fat Joe was in the same class as kindergarten. My mm. pops knew Fat Joe his whole life. Mm. When I met them and told him who my father was, niggas like, do you know who your father really is? Yeah. Mm. So like my dad, look, when I was a kid, my father used to take me to the bank, like show me the safe deposit box put money in it. So as a kid, I always seen like money, but I yeah. didn't know, like I used to be embarrassed as a kid because I didn't know what my father did really. Mm. He's the dope man and number man. Yeah. So that, that would kind of gave me like a little bit of term, determination. But you told him you do construction, ain't that? Which was I did about. used to lie and say yeah. he did construction and shit. My father too. Yeah, but but my, my mom was like, She'd do any job. Like, my yeah. mom worked in Kitty City. My mom braided people hair. My mom, it wasn't no job my mom wouldn't do. She had mm. me at 21. Mm. So, like, her determination, I live with my mom. I was yeah. a single-parent household, so I lived with her, seeing her hustle, and I seen my pops hustle. Yeah. So, and then once I started being old enough, like, once I figured out four quarters was a dollar and I could make that into a dollar, I was like, well, I'm going a, I'm to a run this shit up. <laughs> exactly. And then when I moved to Harlem, like, everybody, yo, when I moved to Harlem, I didn't grow up around kids that was, like, hustling. When I was, like, 13, I think I was 12 or 13 when I moved to home, everybody my age sold drugs. Mm. Everybody. So, like, I'm like, how the hell you buying Jordans? Like, how you doing? And they like, because this is what I do. And mm. I was reluctant to do it because I didn't come from a background where it was like, this is what we do. Because yeah. my dad hid that type of his life for me. But, like, for me... Once I figured out that music was going to put me in the same position to make the same money or better money, I wanted better for myself. And then once I became a father, I was like, my family need better. But how'd like, you figure that out? How did you figure out that music could make you that same type of money? Because I just, because I seen, I, I lived in Harlem. I lived in Harlem. Like when I was, I used to, when DMX dropped his Dark and Hell is High, I used to see him every day. Mm. This nigga had the number one album. He used to be on 135th and 8th every day. I seen Mace when I was a kid. Like, I seen Mace with my own eyes when I was a kid. That shit was like seeing a fucking dragon. You know, you've never seen a dragon before, right? It's like, imagine dragon. a fucking dragon fly through here and breathe fire. I seen Mace. I couldn't believe it. I was like, that's really Mace. Yeah. I seen Mace. I seen Swiss Beats. I seen Nori. Jada Kid. Harlem was the place to be in the 90s. So I used to see these niggas. They got the Jordans on before everybody. I'm like, how you do? And the only people, the only reference point I had aside from what they was doing to have like clothes and sneakers and whatever was perceived as a good lifestyle was drugs. Mm -hmm. So I thought that I either had to sell drugs or I had to be in music. And mm. while I started to dibble and dabble in the streets, a lot of my friends started going to jail. Yeah, Some yeah. of them coming home now from shit from 1999. So it's like, I, I, I used to say, I know I don't want to go to jail. And I'm like, I'm stupid enough to be, to, to take, responsibility for somebody else. Yes. Because I don't want to be, yes. with, you know what I mean? You're trying so, to be a good friend, so you're going to Yeah, do so that. I said I had to make a decision, and I dropped out of high school, so it was like, what you going to do? Are you going to go to school? I knew I wasn't going to school. Mm -hmm. And I, I started in a mailroom, so when I started in the mailroom and I got an internship, I told my mom, like, yo, I can't do school no more. That's not my thing. She said, all right, if you want to do music, do that. Mm. And I just So how did you start? Huh? How did you start? You want to do music now? What you well, do? Well, What's your first move? My first move? I mean, I wasn't doing shit. I was in the mailroom. Delivering mail, you know, 825, 825? Yeah, yeah. With Def Jam, excuse yeah, me, with all that's at. I was in there delivering mail. I was How'd delivering. How'd you get in there, though? Because I, so I, I tell you, I dropped out of high school. Mm -hmm. When I dropped out of high school, my mom was a job developer. So she worked at a nonprofit organization in the hood that, like, prepared people for the workforce. So, like, mm. teach you how to look a person workforce in their eye. Types? No, she worked for Strive. Okay, I know what you're talking So about. she used to, like, you know, it was in the projects. You know, that was their office. But she would tell m people who was no longer in high school, it, like teach them how to speak at an interview, shake people's hands, wear their clothes correctly. So my mom was teaching me all that shit, and I dropped out of high school. She, this lady that I was um that helped me get some of youth jobs, 
she got me a, um, a job interview. And when I got the job interview at the um, mailroom, like, it was three places. It was 825 8th Avenue, some other place in World Trade Center. And this was the year 2000. So this wow. before the, the oh, wow. before nine eleven got in right on time. Yeah, because I could have been in sure. one of them buildings. It was people that I was in orientation with that was going Stop to them buildings. It. So I got in there. I seen Murder Inc. I'm I, I'm a kid. I'm seventeen. Yeah. I'm like, this is real. Mm-hmm. So then I, I was like, okay. I started saying I'm gonna figure something out because yeah. you know what it really was though. You know the backstage. Yes, the, the documentary. Document. Yeah, when I seen backstage, that was the first time I seen myself on screen. Meaning like I seen Tata, and I was like. Damn, I could be a nigga on the That's bus. Crazy. I seen Skane. I stole. I seen Skane the other day. I said, Skane, when I was a kid, I wanted to be you because you had braids. Like yeah. I seen so yeah. many representations of black men. I was like, that could be me, Lenny S. Yeah, G. And then a year later, I'm fucking in the mailroom, and I see they names on wall. I said, Nah, I'm gonna figure this shit out. I'm, I'm good. I'm in. So you know, I, I ended up getting an internship, and it was was nothing when I. I mean, I was in the mailroom for a year. I got fired, and then um. <laughs> I, I got fired in the mailroom. I ain't never heard of that. I got fired because I you did scamming? some. Hell no, oh, I was okay. a scamming. No, what I got fired for was because you know it wasn't no emails and none of that shit back then. So everything yeah. was paper. Yeah. And it was a bill, a box that was supposed to go to Def Jam. It was people contracts and shit. Yeah. And the dude left it in the freight area for me, and I forgot to pick it up, and they yeah. threw the shit out, and it was people Damn. contracts and shit. Oh, wow. So if you were signed to Def Jam and your contract went missing, delayed. it probably was because we of me. know who did it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Wow. But, but I, when that happened, I got my end. I I was cool with Shari. Shari Brown. Right. She had Rock Nation. She was Carlene's assistant, who Jay Damon Biggs assistant yeah. at the time. And I just asked her, like, yo, I come because I, I knew what my fate was if I did not have nothing to do. Every all of my homies is selling drugs and gang banging. And I was in a lot of shit that they was into, but I was like the kid that was like, man, take your ass home. Like so let me ask you, so did you did they ever give you a hard time when you were trying to be in the music business? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I don't think you get you don't you don't become me you anybody you know without having a hard yeah, time. I was about to say my my, my hey, niggas was like, I remember one time my cousin was like my barber. We only we used to be like he was like my dad, mm-hmm. and I stopped fucking with him because I went to the barber shop and I was I'm I'm like bro last night I was hanging out and I met New Edition da da da. And he was like man I'm gonna hit New York family. Yeah, I hear that shit, nigga. You ain't got no fucking money. You ain't got no money yet. Fuck out of here, nigga. Shut up. I want to hear that shit. Get your like. Don't come out and tell me no story. If you ain't got no money for me. Nah, it's and crazy. I just remember that shit because like, we ain't have no social media. Mm-hmm. So it's like when when Rockefeller ended up being over and I and it was really over. I had nothing to corroborate my story. Oh, fact. I had nothing to corroborate. I had nothing. So so like I, I'm now I'm and this is I kind of skipped over a lot. Yeah. But when Rockefeller was over, I had to go get a regular job. And I'm sitting here thinking, like, damn, just a year and a half, or a year ago, I was at Jay Z birthday party with Beyonce, Kelly Rowland. I was I was in the studio when Pharrell sent, uh, what's that song, Fronting to Jay when he did the verse for that. Oh wow! Being young, Chris, like, it's so many stories I had. I'm like, nobody's gonna believe nothing I said. <laughs> like, yeah. it's no social media. You know, yeah. everything like, you is everything is verified now by a picture. Yeah. Or another person or saying you was yeah. there. So it's like I just I, that was depressed. Like once I became a, a a real adult man, I was like, damn, I've been depressed probably eighty five percent of my life. Like, <laughs> yeah, I swear real God. shit. It's not even your life. Like, how the fuck was I happy? Yeah, I don't because yeah. I, I, we were. I think content with like the smaller things. Like it didn't take a lot because when I got into music, right, I didn't think about just becoming rich. I just was happy that I was not on the street and I was not getting locked up. My mom used to come home and be like, when when the police used to do the raids on my block and have everybody out there, she used to be working home from work and looking. looking. 
and everybody to make sure I wasn't on the floor. Because mm. I was a kid, but then once I got to a certain height, police started treating me the same cops. Yeah. Mm. Come jump out on me, grab me up, throw me. What? Yeah, bro. I lived on a, a crazy block. The precinct so, on your block. Yeah, the pre and the precinct is right around right. the corner. <laughs> like, yeah. but it was a crazy, but it was crazy I, like, block. I always say crazy. blocks with precincts she, are the worst she, blocks. Yeah, it's she the worst. It. She loves she's so ex bro, you up making her <laughs> day. Precinct on your block, nigga. I already hey, listen, know. man, because she know she know where I'm from. Cause you said that. You're, so you work for QC now, mm. but you're the only New Yorker there. Yeah, I'm the only person What in New do you York think <laughs> you're bringing to that whole vibe as the only New Yorker? Like, what's your biggest asset that you bring to that? Intelligence. 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 I, he, he shit. You could tell. You no, could just, intelligence. Pr perspective yeah. is what makes us great, bro. No, that's a fact. I think, because um, what it was, was like, even the way I got cool with P was like through social media. I begged P for a year straight on Twitter to work for QC. When no, let me tell you something. Say that. I, I, like they don't fuck with nobody. <laughs> like, yeah, they really don't mess with nobody. Nah, yeah, P but fuck with you is, is, is real. Yeah. So what it was was like you know the way I even got in was um I was doing a show everyday struggle mm -hmm. and I, I think it was um remember that kid OG Mako like at the time I had Did came you guessed it yeah <laughs> I I was coming off of like me and Davey splitting so anything. Anything an artist had to say about a management or establishment, I was totally like, nigga, what? You ain't. I'm pretty sure I know what was going on because I had my own bitterness yeah. off of that situation. So it was something that OG Maker was, he was going through with QC. And I said, I, I forgot what I said, but the clip came out and Pete posted it. And that's how we started speaking. Mm. And then from that, it just, you know, he he hit me when Baby was dropping my turn. And he was like, yo, um, he was like, uh, Baby about to drop his album. I want him on that show. So I went to the talent people and I said, yo, I don't go for who we got this week. We got to get little Clear baby it. on the show. I said, so we got him on the show. And then um, P had a, he just told me that day when he came to the show. I was the first time I met him yeah. in person because I had met Coach when I was managing East. Yeah. But um, it was the first time I met P and he was like, yo, come down to my hotel later so we can talk, pause. That sounds crazy. But um, that, that, he that said he told, told me pull, pull up. Atlanta, I need to catch you. I got a pause button embedded yeah, in my head, like automatic. Because one of my niggas gonna see like, yo, a nigga told yeah, you come yo. to this hotel. You was cool with that, like. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, you rocking with that nigga? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we, I went down there and, and 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 P. He just told me he said, yo, I think you smart. I think you you know what I mean like you you know what you talking about. And if it makes sense for us to do some business in the future, I would love for you to be a part of QC. When he told me, I was like, what the fuck. Mind blown. What? You was, was at Asylum at this time. Yeah, I was at Asylum. Yeah, yeah. But I was like, I dubbed it. I, I, I loved Asylum too, but I dubbed it right then and there. I was like, nah, I know what I'm going to do next. Uh -huh. I was mm. like, I know what I'm doing next. And this was 20, this was March of 2020. Mm. It was March of 2020. Right before the pandemic hit? Right, it, it, was, it? Yeah, it was before the pandemic yeah. hit. So it was like, right when that happened, I just like, I started building a relationship and anywhere where he was at, I put myself around him. Yeah. Like, I just like, oh, where you at, P? You in LA? I'm going to be in LA. I'm going to pull up on you. Oh, you in Atlanta? I was coming down to Atlanta all the time. Like, yeah. just flying down here. I got good relationships, though. Like, Drama, Lake, yeah. all of them. They my fam. Yeah. Cannon, they all my family. So, I would come down, kick it with them, make sure I go see them in the process. You know what I mean? So, so how did you... So, okay, so, we... I, we skipped I know over we, a lot. We skipped over a lot. I want to go back. Okay. How did you... So, how did you end up in a position to say to feel like you were in the game because you said you was working a job. Oh, what? Because uh, you said you was at a party with Beyonce and Jay and now you were working oh, yeah, a regular yeah. job. How did you end up in position? Well, what, what was your first opportunity oh, in the business? My first opportunity was, it was like, uh, I used to be in the office every day. I used to be in the office every day and I didn't have nothing to do. As an intern, you don't really got shit to do. It's like, go get food. You know what I mean? Don't talk to nobody. Go get food. 
Somebody yeah. wants something, go do it for mm -hmm. them. Somebody need help bringing their bags with yeah. shit like that. <laughs> yep. So I just, yo, I ain't gonna front. I started taking the liberty of just doing shit because I, I take initiative. Like, I, I'm not gonna wait for shit. So I remember the first thing I did. What was the first thing I did? First thing I did, I, I found Beanie Siegel mom's name on a, on a piece of paper and I called her. Yeah, I just called her like. What? Hold on. What? You found Beanie Siegel mom and you just called her? Yeah, I, I found. I said what? <laughs> I, I found. I was a big fan of all the dudes from Philly. Okay. And then I used to I used to go to Philly to go buy jerseys and shit mm -hmm. at that time because one of my homeboys used to, he used to be out of town and come. He I used to be like, where you get these jerseys from? Me like, is this place Mitchell and that? So I used to mm -hmm. go out there. So yeah. I was kind of like into the culture already, or they culture. So then I found her name on a piece of paper. It said Miss Michelle. And it said Beanie Siegel manager. And it said, it said like everybody from state property. Yeah. She was managing everybody. I said, fuck, I'm gonna call her. I just called her. I said, hey, I said, excuse me, my name is Wayno. I'm an intern at Rockefeller. And I was like, I was like, I work here and you know, I just feel like the dudes from state property could be doing more stuff. No way. I swear you to God. wanna have some bulls no, call somebody that's, that's, and that's do that. Like, no, you know what that, she said? That would make me want if somebody called me and said that. Honestly, the only DMs, I, the DMs I really respond to is yeah. the, that energy. Like, no, you know how to make this shit bigger. She said, "I think they could be doing more too." Right. Let's make. And then she plan. and then she started telling me shit, and and then um, it was my man Big Face Gary. So I used to be in the studio. I mean, be in yeah. the office every day. And then Big Face he used to be. He was day man. He had just came yeah. home. He gave me an our position. One day, Big Face was like, "Yo, you doing something?" I'm like, "No." Nah. He like, "Come with me." I think it was like the Young Guns needed some sneakers or some shit. Yeah. I went with him to get the sneakers, and then he was like. Yo, I'm gonna be coming in here every day. I want you to just run around with me. I'm like, yeah. all right. So I just started running with him, running with him. Mm -hmm. And then um, then after that, then I had got cool with uh I didn't get cool with Cam, but like, remember I was telling you about Strive? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So a, a dude that was locked up, he came home, he knew my moms and shit. Uh Cameron came in the office one time. And this is when Cam is like his, you know, at Rockefeller, yeah. he he had old boy, it was yeah. a big thing. He came in the office one day, he said, Yo, Shorty, how much money they pay you a week? I said I pay I get paid two hundred dollars a week. He said, "Come work for Diplomats. I give you four hundred. I was like, "For real?" He like, "Yeah." So the dude I'm telling you about, he knew Cam because he's from Cam Block. So I called him. I'm like, "Yo, Cam told me." So he called Cam right in front of me and was like, "Yo, that kid that he's like, yeah, yo, give him that job." So now I started doing that. So I was yeah. working for Diplomats and Rockefeller. So you kept both until a certain point with Cam. Just, <laughs> Cam wasn't having that shit no more. I was like, "Nigga, like, hold on." Now Cam was like, he really was like, pick a side. Yeah. But he but he told me, like, I ain't gonna lie, Cam said some real shit to me one time. He's like, yo, he said, all this Rockefeller shit cool, but he like, I'm using this to, like, build diplomats. Like, yeah. He like, so if you stick around with me, like, I'm gonna make you a part of diplomats. Yeah. But it was just, it was just taking too much time, yeah. so I was just like, nah, I mean, yeah. so I started being on the state property, and it was to the point where Jay-Z thought I was from Philly. You know what wow. I mean? Because I was always with the Philly niggas, so they, yeah. they thought I was from Philly, and, like, my nickname became... No, they they thought I was from Philly, and then I got the tat on my hand that say Harlem. And then and Jay was like, he like, why you got to tell you like, ain't you from Philly? I'm like, no. And then he was like, you always with the Philly dudes though. I was like, I don't know. They started calling me Harlem Philly. That was my nickname. <laughs> what? Yeah. But but that was like my Tom first. Boy. I didn't really do shit. It yeah. was like it, gradually me being around Big Face turned into me being around the Young Guns because we the same age, and it turned around it turned to me being Owen, around Owen Sparks. And then you know Ryan Press, of course, it's my nigga. Ryan Press at that time, he's one of the most powerful people in music now, but. He was just he a manager. Was, yeah, he was just he was managing like Chad. The producer Chad. Yeah, yeah exactly. he's managing his best friend. They was yep. managing him, so I was they little homie. Yep. Like Ryan snuck me into my first strip club when I was a kid. Like, oh wow, that's how long I know him. Mm -hmm. So Ryan was like, now that I think of it, he was real strategic because he's like, this nigga got the line to all the artists. Make sure when y'all do them sequences, all the Chad songs getting on this state property. Yes. So I would do that because mm -hmm. when I would go to Philly, I would stay at their crib. Yeah. Whatever, so it just it gradually just built 
built, built, and then I got the job, and then they fired me. You know what I mean, Rockefeller fired you. Yeah, they fired. Why they fired? Because he was playing both. I kept sides. getting fired, man. Why you get fired with Rockefeller? Because of fucking big face, man. What happened? Because <laughs> this nigga, let me tell you, man, this nigga big face. He looked tight. Nah, cause that, I'm still tight over that. All right, so I can feel it. I'm gonna keep it a band. This shit is 20 years he later. Set you I'm up. still tight. He ain't set me up. He just all right. So Be- remember when Beans got locked up for the attempted murder? Yes. He got locked up for the attempted murder, and the uh, he had a gun charge with the feds. Yeah. So the attempted murder, he was out on bond, and then the the, the fed charge, they was like it was more strict. It was like he could he could come out, but he could only record at certain places. Mm-hmm. So they was like he could record at only at Ryan Crib, yeah. right? So they was like, that's the only place you could record. So the Young Guns was doing, the Young Guns was fucking hot as fish grease in yeah. 2003. Yeah. They was going to um, Howard Homecoming. So I'm like, oh, I'm out. Like I'm, yeah. So they gave me all these beats from Kanye, from, it was CDs. They gave yeah. me Kanye beats, Just Blaze, bunch of shit. So I left the beats at Ryan Crib, where the only place that, that Beans could record. record. Okay. So they go, so Dame, Big Dame, Biggs, Hip Hop, Big Face, they all went to Bean's crib. He lived like in Lansdale. It was yeah. like 30 minutes outside of Philly. They go to his crib. They like, yo, what you been working on? He like, I ain't been working on nothing. He's like, you ain't got no beats? He like, they ain't give me no beats. So Big Face automatically turns it on to me. All I know is like Dame, I, he called me and I hear Dame in the back like, Dame is screaming on him like, you bum ass nigga. He's flipping on Big Face. Big Face, he said, he just called me, he said... Yo, you a bum-ass assistant. I hung up the phone. What? I swear to God, I hung up the phone. <laughs> and then, like, for a whole week, he ain't speak to me. And then, like, the next week, he came to me with, like, two or three checks. And he was like, yeah, we letting you go. But they, I came right back after that. They brought me right How, back. Who brought you back? back. <laughs> Beans brought me back. Or the state property. Okay, or the so state property you, because... So, now, so are you working for state property or are you working for... I was Rock? working for Rockefeller, but when they brought me back, they just was on some shit. Like, they real, like, the, the Philly dudes, they real private. They was really dangerous. So, yeah. like, they was really private of who they let around them and all that. And they was comfortable with me. Yeah. So, they was like, how y'all going to let him go? Like, mm-hmm. fuck it. Beans was like, all right, I'm going to pay you to be around. Like, I'm going to pay. Exactly. It got to the point where everybody had to call me to get to Beanie Seagull. Oh, wow. And I was 21 at the time. You know what I mean? So, oh, wow. What's I don't of- like talking about that old shit, though. Fuck that old shit. That's no, one no, of the hardest I'm on, lessons. I'm, on, I'm only asking you because we got some interns. We got some young guys. Yeah, they got to know that. that, that, that going, I don't want to go over time. I don't want to, you know what I mean? Nah, you good. We ain't got to rush. Because he's tight. He back in. I got one more, I got one more question. I'm just, this, is for, this is me as a fan speaking, by the way. So I'm yeah. asking you because I'm curious. Yeah. So obviously you're a young gun around the Rockefeller breakup, right? Yeah, yeah. So... Like, what's your perspective? Like, are Bro, you nobody like, knew. Like an orphan, so you didn't. Yeah, even know? no, it was no. It's literally no. That shit was literally say, like your parents getting a divorce. That's what Aww. I'm saying. It like, was literally your parents getting because we didn't know. None of us knew what was happening. Like nobody really knew what was happening. It was like it got to the point where, and I seen Cam say that shit with like Jay stopped coming to the office because mm. diplomats. I ain't gonna front. They was wilding. Yeah, like no, the, the diplomats was wilding. Like like Jim would do. Like, when they found out I got fired, they didn't even really give a fuck about me. I remember, like, one day, I, uh, and I don't think I ever told this story, but, like, like I had got fired the first time from the, 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 the uh, mailroom? The, 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 not, not the mailroom, the shit with beans. I okay, got fired yeah. from that. So, the, 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 so I came to get my contacts on my two-way, right? So I came to get my contacts on my two-way, and Cam and Jim come around the corner, and they, like, they, like, Cam, like, yo, Wayno, they fired you, right? They fired you, right? It was a bunch of Memphis Bleak vinyls. They started kicking them shits over. Oh they like, God, y'all yeah. bum ass niggas. <laughs> they started throwing. They like y'all niggas fire. They like y'all niggas firing Harlem niggas. Yes. I, they didn't do that in the. They, they just wanted to kick over Memphis That's Bleak vinyls. They didn't, yo, <laughs> they they didn't do that because of me. Cause, no, Jim. I ain't gonna lie. Jim. Jim. Like, 
I'm not as close to Cam as I am to Jim. Like, Jim, like, a, a big brother to me. I used to be around Jim a lot. Like, I, I was an 18-year-old kid when I met these niggas. They was 25 when I met them. I was 18. Mm-hmm. But I, they used that as an excuse, bro. They started knocking over shit, kicking over shit. I swear, they they, they filled up a whole hallway of Memphis Bleak Vinyls, just stomping oh on them, all types of shit. <laughs> I swear, and they, and they, but they tried to act like they did it because of me. They wouldn't even really do the shit. But they, them niggas, now, I, I promise you. You, you, you probably was excited because you like, no, nah, I wasn't. Because Bleak, my man, like, yeah. oh, everybody yeah. fuck with me. Mm-hmm. But the thing was, it was like, I, I didn't feel like they did it for me, but I'm telling you, Jim, he be asking me, he like, how the fuck do you be remembering all of this? Because I don't get high, so. Oh, me too. I remember oh, wow. all that shit. But when they did that. Love the influence. They, they did that shit. Why was I even, why did I even bring that up? I forgot why I broke that. No, no, up. no. You were saying that the oh the breakup shit. shit. Yeah. So they was doing. They was. They was always violating. Like they yes. was doing mad shit. It's fights that happen. I won't <laughs> speak about the fights that happen, but it's fights that happen. All types of little shit. And then Jay stopped. Or Jay would come to the office and like Rockefeller was on twenty nine, Def Jam was on twenty eight and twenty seven. Mm-hmm. So Jay would we come in the building. I would see Jay. I'd be like, Oh, Jay downstairs. Like nobody don't know he in the building. He wouldn't come up to Rockefeller mm-hmm. no more. Mm-hmm. So. We didn't think nothing of that, and then there would be times I'd be around, I'd be around Dame, I'd be around Jay and Big, I'd be around Dame and Biggs, and then I'd be around Jay. What Nobody, was the difference in the energy? Cause you got Brooklyn niggas, so, man. I, I, wanted, <laughs> I, I wanted to work. I want nigga. I wanted to work for these niggas so right. bad. So and me hearing you tell the stories, like what was the difference between Jay and Dame crew? What was the Jay, difference? Bro, the Brooklyn. I'm gonna tell you, man. Like Jay and Dame. No, no, Dame and Biggs and them. All them niggas do is joke all day. Mm-hmm. They, mm. they joke all day. These niggas joke about everything. Your outfit, your hat. The moment you would hit the door. At, at 8 o'clock in the session. morning, these niggas is joking on you. They be like, ah, look at this nigga. <laughs> like, they, they, like, if I had, if, if, right now, if I had this shirt on, they would be like, this nigga got a Starburst shirt on. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. They just joke on you all day. Jay and them, they it's joke, just, but they more subtle because they just more serious. Like, yeah. they just act more serious about everything. Like, yeah. Tata, he don't joke with nobody. Mm. He don't joke with nobody. Like, he, if he fuck with you, he fuck with you. But Tata, when I, from the time when I knew him when I was younger, he didn't really, like, he don't play with people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he don't play with nobody. Like, um, they just was more serious. Uh, Damon them was just playing all day. <laughs> Now I'm not saying that them niggas no, was no, getting no, money. No, no. Was I mean, can I be honest no. with you? That's kind of what you expect. Yeah, they but was, Jay, Jay and them felt very calculated. And Jay and them was more respectful. Dame was outrageous. I love, I love Dame, but yo, the version. Even if people think he crazy now, that is nothing compared to who he was in 2002. I, I, I heard he would be in meetings and just take his shoe off and just like smell my sneakers under my feet. I never seen him do that. Like I heard that, that he used to be crazy. Nah, I never seen Dame do nothing like that. But Dame would, he would definitely like. I got in trouble for being around them niggas, man. Because I used to be around them and I wasn't supposed to. Because like You weren't supposed to be around who? Let's say we in Baseline Studio right now. Yes. It's Jay, Dane, Biggs, OG Wan, Tata, a couple other niggas, and me sitting in the corner. <laughs> yes. They used to be like, who the fuck is this kid keep getting it? Exactly. So I, I used to get Shari in trouble for that all the time. Mm. You know what I mean? but So, so the breakup comes. Mm-hmm. So how do you... like? Up- how does that happen for you? It's devastating, bro. <laughs> Yo, can I tell you something? I'm, I, so for me, devastating. I think the reason why I, my, my young guys that work for me, when mm-hmm. we, we so close, is because I understand the struggle. Yeah. So I understand their perspective. Like, these niggas, these young niggas in here, like, yeah. man, just, if you give JoJo a shot, JoJo, he on it. Johnny, yeah. I know how bad yeah. they want it. So imagine in there, he in there every fucking oh, nah, day. Listen. Little man going hard. And then you find out it's over. What? Nigga, I, res- I, was, I, was, I was willing to die for that shit. Yeah. No, I'm dead serious. I risk my freedom for Rockefeller 
all, a lot of times. I, I, like, you remember I was around when when Beans was beefing with Jada Kiss. Like, like that shit was serious. Yeah. I don't know. Like, when people be beefing now, I'm not saying that it's not, like, serious now, but, like, the type of men that they was and the type of men that they had, these was dangerous individuals. Yeah. Like, like, for real. Like, these niggas were really crazy. Like, so I was around them, and I had to be with whatever state property was with. Yeah. So if niggas are strapping up, I used to, and Big Face, that's what Big Face is always telling me. Stop. He used to be like, stop carrying guns because if you get locked up, we not bailing you out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like, he's like, At he least like, he told you. He used to tell me all the time. He's like, stop carrying these niggas' guns. He's like, yo, you get locked up, nigga, they not bailing you out. You only person going to be able to call is your mother. He's like, you, ain't nobody going to do nothing for you because yeah. like, we didn't hire you to carry guns. We hired yeah. you to be an A&R. Yeah. So you doing all this extra shit and I ain't care. I was carrying guns all with my homies in the yeah. hood. Like I wasn't. I'm sorry, but I ain't give a fuck. Nah, but you. It's just you. You loyal to the team. So, yeah, so I'm, I'm trying to that, get your man. place. So, <laughs> what happens? What happens? Who tells you they're breaking up? Who tells you they're breaking up? Nigga, I what found out in the that, news. Like you found out. What? what? I found out in the news. Oh Damn. no. I mean, I, at the time, I wasn't on paper with them no more. God. So they didn't give me no pink slip. I was on paper with Beans. So Beans was just paying me. He paid me out his pocket, but I just found out on the Hot 97. You know what I mean? I was like, what? Like, Where were you at? I don't remember. You went I, to the office. <laughs> I don't you went away to the office. Race hard. Nah, nah. Because they, they had, they had at, at that time, like the office, they they was doing it subtly, like office closed. Yeah. We about to get a new office. Mm-hmm. Like, that's oh, what you I hear. Like, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. And you find like, oh, ain't no more. But I still was good because like, mm-hmm. like I was good around the young guns and Jay yeah. had took them and PD and all of them. And, and so. then did, who t- didn't Dame take beans? or Nah, he ain't never take beans. Because Dame started Dame Dash Music Group. Yeah. And Jay-Z kind of started Rock Nation. No, I wasn't Rock Nation. It was still a Rockefeller. Okay. Rock Nation ain't come to like years later. It came like 07. We found out about Rock Nation though. See, that's one thing I did know about before it happened was, was Rock Nation. But I wasn't working for them anyway. I was working in another fucking mailroom. What's so, one of the hardest lessons you had to learn when trying to make your way in your career? Artists are not your friends. That's a good one. They're not your friends. How'd you learn all. that lesson? I learned it numerous wait, not times. I learned it at Rockefeller. I learned it at, at uh, you know, just managing. So business is business. Yeah, business. Much. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily, because business is personal. It like, people personal. say you can't mix personal with business, but if you cool with somebody, right. it's hard. and I'm talking about, like, you cool with people, and you really got love for them, mm-hmm. I'm talking about, like, and I like I said, like, remember I was telling you about East, like, I don't have nothing bad to say about East. Mm-hmm. Like, me and East, I took East to become Muslim. Like, we oh, Muslims, I, we used to pray dope. together every Friday. Oh, wow. Like, like, like that's my brother, but it's like, you know, we went through what we went through. And I attribute that to once I got money and once he got money, it's just certain things that he wouldn't tolerate from me and there's things I wouldn't tolerate from him. And it was people in between, it was people on his side in between us, it was people on my side in between us, and that broke us apart, essentially. We could have we did things differently, but it went how it went. Now, with that being said, East, Dave East is my brother. Good. I support any and everything he got going on. I love him, you know what I mean? But that was business. Mm-hmm. He made a, a business decision for himself. Then I had other artists. They made business decisions for yourself. What I had to learn about myself is that not taking nothing from no artist I ever worked with, but I'm the nigga. Oh, I know that's right. You, you know what I mean? Me. Like, for real. I had to figure that out. I love that I'm shit. I'm the nigga. Like, I had to learn that, that, yeah, they might be good at their talent, but you the person that mm-hmm. harnessed the talent. And, like, that shit like a, a, a an exotic car. If it ain't got no gas in it, it's going to sit right there. People going to take pictures of it, yeah. admire it. Yeah. But if you can't put no gas in that car, that shit going to sit right there and just sit there. That was mm-hmm. an analogy. Feel me? So, yeah, no, nah, but I mean, but even when you talk, you can hear that you understand perspective. People, I think people be missing that part. Like, like you'll come in the room and 
like today I was at the barbershop and, mm-hmm. and the guy walked in the barbershop and he just walks in and you know, you could tell he ain't there for a haircut. He's like, who's the owner? And like my man is like me. He's like, yo, can I can sell you this, 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 this. And he was like, yeah, it's cool. Leave your car, go. And I was like, niggas don't understand. These niggas don't give a fuck about what you trying to sell. You could have mm-hmm. came in here and been like, yo, can I get a haircut? Yo, how much I try? You know what I mean? Just like, and get be, make friends right. with a nigga. Yeah. Then be like, oh yeah, by the way, I sell this. No, everything is presentation. Mm-hmm. Everything is presentation. People don't understand that. Like I start, I, I took a, I took a, um, like they had this this business class in the hood. That shit was, you know the, the look. I always talk some more hard shit. shit. You know the bank on 16th and first. Uh huh. Says so a, a city, city bank. bank. Yeah, yeah, city bank over there. They had a they had a um a business class in the hood, and this is what people don't take advantage of, like reading shit. Yeah. They had a business class in the hood. It's fifty dollars. But you know why you know this? Because your mom worked for a nonprofit, so your eyes were more paying but, but attention. It, it to was like that, that, but then also like I spent a lot of time in the street. By me saying I spent time in the street, no, I was not Pablo Escobar. You know what I mean? I was not. I was a nickel and dimer <laughs> for real. Because you know everybody be like, I was in the street. Mm-hmm. I would. I ain't never touched a, none of that next level <laughs> shit. I never touched. You know what I'm saying? For real. But but I, what I understood is I understood service from the mm-hmm. time I was a kid. When I used to see, and I hate to say it like this, but when I was a kid, and like I said, a lot of the friends that I had growing up, a lot of my peers sold drugs. How they treated people who used drugs said a lot about their character. Yeah. It's bad enough you're killing a motherfucker. Yeah. You ain't going to treat them nice neither? Mm. <laughs> no, for real. No, that's real. I looked, at, I, I looked at that. I looked When I got into a business, that business class that was $50 in the hood, because what, what it was was it was the business class, and these dudes was bankers at Citibank. Once you get your business class, they teach you how to make a presentation. By the time you finish the class, they'll give they would they was giving out business loans to 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 uh, startups in the hood, and you know how many people in the hood talking about they want to start a business and don't know this shit costs fifty dollars. So I was learning all this shit when I learned about marketing. I was like, damn. So I wanted to be like Michael Jordan every day because they put a commercial on every day and said, mm-hmm. I want to be like Michael. Now, yeah. it's simple when you just think of it like, damn, I like that commercial. But they programmed me you to want to mm-hmm. be like Mike. To want to be like Mike. Yeah. I believed as a kid that Jordan's made you jump higher. I remember Oprah Winfrey had Oprah Winfrey had a show where she had somebody with Jordans, pumps, and L.A. gears to see if you could jump higher in any of them shit. That's crazy. You know what I mean? Because it was such a big thing. Yeah, yeah, Air, was, like, mm-hmm. the way they was marketing yeah, it. Was but I didn't know that as a kid. Yeah. So once I started learning marketing, I learned how to present myself. Mm-hmm. I attribute that, like, even in business. Like, I, I do a lot of, like, for on a, on the a management side, like, brands and partnership deals. That shit ain't nothing but dating. Mm-hmm. It's not and nothing but dating. That. It's like, yeah. if you got an artist and, and, a, and a brand has an interest in an artist and, and they like them a little... You like, all right, I'll fuck with you for a little minute, but I'm not going to keep wearing your shit all the time just because yeah. you sent it to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, You either got to take me out. <laughs> yeah, Show me how sure. to take, you going to take me out. Take me out means put some mm-hmm. more money on this shit. Mm-hmm. Sure. And then let's have a conversation about how we could build me as a brand alone with your brand. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I, I learned, but I learned all this shit from the street. Mm-hmm. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I learned that from the street because I didn't go to school. Yeah. You know what I mean? I dropped out in ninth grade. So, 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 okay. So now, so Rockefeller's done. Mm-hmm. How old are you at this time? <laughs> like Rockefeller's done. I was tw- no, no. I was twenty two. Yeah, I was twenty okay, so two. Rockefeller's done. Mm-hmm. What's your plan? What's, what's your? I have next no move? plans. Plans, <laughs> nigga. I ain't had a plan my whole life. Yeah, Just either. going with like, it. Like you ever seen? You seen Dark Knight? Yeah. When, when when Joker says I'm like a dog chasing a car, I don't even know what to do and when if I caught it. Mm. That's my whole career. Wow. Yeah. I don't have a plan right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, my nigga. Hey, 
Same here, bro. Nah, that's, a fact. that's why I'm like, I'm going to talk, Ali. I'm going to talk. No, I, Somebody I, find I, me. I just, I just do shit, and because I, I'm good with building relationships, yeah. that's what permits me. And I'm and I'm good at what I do. I learn stuff when I walk in. The, like, I, I, I apply these things. But my plan was to go get another job. And the only job I knew how to do was mailroom. Only thing I knew how to do by the time I was 21, 22 years old was I knew how to sell. I know how to hustle a little bit, which I wasn't the best at that. But I knew how to hustle, give me a couple dollars, and I knew how to push, pull, and pick up in a mailroom. Mm-hmm. So that was the only skills I had. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But now I'm a parent. Mm. You know what I mean, now I got a, I got a daughter. Got a mouth to feed. Yeah, I got daughter. a daughter. Huh? How old is your daughter? She's 21 now. Okay. You know what I mean? But she um at this time she a baby. And we trying to, you know, we in the projects, one bedroom, and then a couple years pass, then I got another kid. Mm. Then I'm and I'm still in the mirror room. Then I got another kid. Mm. So it's like, that's why I, that's what I meant about trying to figure out um what what my goal to get out the hood. Cause my shit was I lived in Harlem River. Okay. I lived on the seventh, on the seventh side, and then I moved to the eighth side. And that shit's so nasty, bro. Yeah. Mm. Like it broke my heart having to Cover my daughter's nose not to smell piss, and she's two years old, one years old. Yeah, it break my heart for my kid, my son, to not be able to bounce the ball in the in the in the uh in the in the um elevator or piss on the floor because mm-hmm. it's piss on the floor or Damn. we walking in the building and dudes don't even got enough discretion to not smoke directly in front of the building yeah. with old ladies and yeah. and I can't tell nobody, but I'm from the east side. Yeah. We operate differently than the west side. Yeah, but I, but it, it, that's just how they live. Yeah. So for me, I'm just like, that's when I started having plans. Like I'm gonna figure some shit out. Yeah, that was my. I ain't gonna lie. That's my story. Like I, I still like even now. That's mm-hmm. why I really don't claim you because I can't believe. <laughs> I get it though. Like, I can't I, no, believe I, I live like that. Yeah. Like when I go back to the Bronx. Yeah. Like I can't believe that you stepped on the elevator knowing that it was pissing there, mm-hmm. and you and every floor on the staircase at the bottom of the. You know, you get 100%, to the. Sta- yes. It was pissed there. It was yeah. like. Like and we had dumb ways of playing. Yo, when I was a kid, man, we niggas used to ride. It, like, we used to ride shit. on the top of the elevator, all types of dumb shit. Because I think that, like, you know, like in the hood, like anything, anything that could be fun make mm-hmm. you happy. Mm-hmm. But the thing about it is, when you start traveling, going other places, you start knowing that everything that's regular to you is not regular. That's yes. that's, that's what I'm saying. Like when I seen like my like my mother had my mother never worked until I was like 14. My uncle went to jail. Like I didn't see mm. people mm-hmm. working. It was you sold drugs, you got welfare. That's mm-hmm. all I knew my whole life. Mm-hmm. And then I moved to Atlanta, and then I'm and, and the, these Atlanta motherfuckers wasn't nice. They was assholes. Yeah. Like, they would clown us. Yeah. Like I'm, like I remember it was 14 of us in a four bedroom house, and we nigga we, we thought we was made it. Nigga. Yeah. Oh yeah. And they was like, how many of y'all living in the house? Cause there's no houses God where we damn, from. Damn, man, what the no. fuck wrong with y'all? <laughs> but there's no houses <laughs> yeah, where we from. Exactly. So it's like it's all about exposure. It's like like my little man, my my little man was a uh, from my block. He asked me, he just asking me questions. Like just when I went back home like three weeks ago, uh, this is the first time I choked on my block, got drank with everybody and chill. He's just like, yo, he like, how is it down there? And I was like, I said, bro, I'm like, my property is majority of the block like yeah. my my the, the my property where my house is at could fill the whole block yes and he couldn't he was like for real yeah but i couldn't understand they can't that. grasp it but the thing about it is because you can't grasp nothing you're not exposed to mm-hmm. that's the difference between new york and and, and atlanta because my family is from fayetteville north carolina yeah and i got one of them families that like if you, if you got the same last name as me everybody in the town is cousins mm-hmm. they own property they own fucking you ever been you you've been to fayetteville of course yeah, you yeah. know body tap that no, strip no. club? No, no, I know Body Tap Atlanta. I well, know it's, it's a Body Tap in, in Fayetteville. All right, you seen? You ever seen J Cole video with Miguel? 
Power Power Trip is that yes. it? Remember the strip club? That's my cousin's strip club. Oh wow! So my like my family they own sports bar. I didn't, but I I, I understood this going back to um North Carolina North Carolina when I became an adult. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that as a kid, so I wasn't exposed. You can no, all, all, right. all right, I ain't know. No, 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 that's why I was telling stop moving. But yeah, we got, we got it. <laughs> all right, so I wasn't exposed to that type of shit. You feel me? So. When you in New York, you don't really know people because niggas ain't got money like that. If you know anybody in New York that got, I'm talking about legit money that mm-hmm. owns a business, that's fucking, uh, uh, that's negative one out of 20. Yeah. Right. I, and I, and yeah. I was about to say, and another thing, not to give New York a bad rap, mm-hmm. it's fun as fuck. It is. No, it's the greatest place on the all, planet. All, like, as, a kid, have a as a kid, I had, yeah. I had way more fun mm-hmm. as a kid in New York than I did as a kid in Atlanta. Because mm-hmm. in Atlanta, it was like, uppity ass kids and shit like yeah. I remember I remember fucking I got voted best dressed by my best friend as a joke uh-huh. and it was like it was like a clown like oh Ray can dress the best look at Ray he's the best dress I ain't I got gonna more talk money I don't want to feel nobody by the way I got more money than all of them niggas now <laughs> facts nigga my, my seventh grade teacher came to my house for fucking 4th of July and was like oh my Ray god Raymond bad. I got, more pro- I got more land than Patterson Projects, by the way. I could fit the whole Patterson Projects. Patterson is crazy. On my fucking... My mom, my mom grew up in Patterson. For real? She, need, she lived next to... Uh, didn't Nate, uh, Nate Archibald, Tiny Archibald lived in there? I wouldn't know. You I, know I, Tiny Archibald, he's a basketball player. Yeah, 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 I know yeah, he is. I only probably know from Patterson was um, um, I, I Van Barkley. You know French from over there? Yeah, he's from, he from my haven. Yeah, he's from my haven yeah, right yeah. down the block. Them niggas, they... They wore different. different over there. Yeah, they, they, they out of their mind. It's fun, though, as a kid. But as you get older... It don't become as fun because shit gets serious. Yeah, perspective you know, New York, changes. New York, you know, you niggas was, when I left when I was 12, I, it was niggas like one nigga on the third floor, another nigga on the first floor, so you and your boyfriend can go to the second floor and kiss. Like shit, like in Atlanta, nigga, it was it was open motherfucking season. Nah, that's crazy. Everybody, it was every, it, yeah, the, the laundry room, it was always someplace to go in Atlanta, Wait, boy. Yeah, so <laughs> how'd you transition to the South? Like what made you move to Atlanta? QC. Okay, so... It, it was QC. It was because it was um what it was was it was like I told you like when I started building my relationship with P, mm-hmm. like it would be points where like I went from not talking to P to like I talked to P on like I would call him. We talk on the phone for an hour. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We, and I would talk to him all the time. And then when he told Coach about you know me coming down, um, Coach was with it too because I had met when I was managing East. Coach, that's when Yachty was first yeah. popping, and they was on a double XL freshman mm-hmm. together. So that's when I met Coach. Mm-hmm. So Coach knew of me, and a lot of people used to always. But I love Coach because Coach really like, let me watch this nigga. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he was just watching, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And then when he, he was like, hell yeah. So I remember like my my dad that same year, my dad passed in 2020, mm. and and I was telling my dad, I was like, yo, I think I'm gonna move to Atlanta. He's like, for real. And I, and I was telling him about, like, coaching P and QC. And I was like, he was like, hell yeah, nigga, you better do that shit. Like, Fuck about it. Yeah, he's like, nigga, go ahead. Like, he like, you he like you want to get money with them? I'm like, yeah, he like, well, go do it. Yep. You know what I mean? So it's like. But not only that, they want you to get money with yeah, them. Yeah, they want. They, like, they not know. I want everybody around me to live in a big ass no, that's house. The, yo, listen, yeah. if, if I tell, like, I could tell, if I call P, it's so many things I done called P about that I was going to do outside of QC. And he like, nigga, of course, go ahead. Yeah. Like, go get money. So w- w- for me. But I had a familiarity with coming down here because I, I told y'all that like, my cousin moved down here in 99. Mm-hmm. So I used to ride the bus down here. I went to, you know, uh, S.O.'s? Of course. Yeah, I, I went to S.O.'s when yeah. I was a kid, yeah, all that yeah, shit. Yeah. So I used to go. To, S.O.'s is the first place I ever been in where I seen p- people sing a song word for word. Every really? single word, yeah. Because in New York, like, niggas is too cool. Too cool. Yeah. I, I, we had Stay that key, niggas was doing that. 
You know what I mean? Why would you want to? I want to. I want the. <laughs> but love, no, but so I, I have to say, New Yorkers ruin the club scene. But that's a whole nother story. So nah, I ain't gonna lie. Nah, I ain't gonna. Because we too cool to party. Nah, we and wasn't. We brought that everywhere. We wasn't. We just well, we too was aggressive. Light. What? We, we just was too aggressive. Because because even before the getting light shit, like I remember, like when I was when I was like a teenager, these dudes on my block they worked at uh, the tunnel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they used to tell me like how the tunnel would be. The thing about the tunnel is like though, in New York. In the 90s, I mean, of course, I wasn't going to clubs in the 90s, but the only way you could go out is if you was tough. Yeah. Yep. Like, you couldn't go to the club if you wasn't tough. You couldn't wear no jewelry. You couldn't yeah. wear no sneakers. You couldn't do none of that shit if you wasn't yeah. tough. So you go to have a good time, you getting robbed. Of course, you're not going to want to go out. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Not, but not only that, New York, the only thing, see, Atlanta is, I know this sounds crazy, but I'd much rather get shot than stabbed. Oh, no, nah, New York I, is stabbed. I, 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 no, I ain't going to lie. Tamir, I ain't going to lie. Because I feel like if you shoot at me, I got a chance to run. No, what? <laughs> nigga, How about I got, none I got of that? A to dunk. <laughs> right, I but a nigga like, stab yeah. you? Nah. He, uh, a nigga stab you in your... F- I mean, he... That shit is like... Lun- you know, that shit like, like, like go get you buck 50. Yeah. But no, but you know, bro, that whole that whole culture is jail culture. Yeah, That's that the crazy is. thing about mm-hmm. that shit. That shit yeah. is just jail culture implemented into the city. And one thing I will say is that I'm working on a few things. Like, I just started my nonprofit organization... What's um, called? it's called You Can Do It Too. I like that. And um, the reason why I wanted to do that is because I want to show people unconventional ways of becoming successful. Like, it's so many people that even music. Like, I I just put this on my on my my story yesterday on the gram. I said, like, just because you can't find suitable employment, don't mean that you should rap. And I I really mean that. That is a good one. No, some G shit. Like just because just because like shit is getting tough, like that don't mean that like you I you watch Eight Mile and you like I right, fuck it yeah. I'm gonna do it. Like you know what I mean? Like nah, bro. Like everybody don't have to be an entertainer to make yeah. money. And even in entertainment, everybody don't have to do the same but, thing. But can I tell you something though? Mm-hmm. This the same effort that you put into pushing artists, you can also put into pit. Pitch a product. Mm. Absolutely. You can also put in the pitch a service. Like absolutely. Nobody markets anything better than. The hip hop community. Mm-hmm. No, that's a fact. But, but we the best. That's because but that's because everything we market is just that's because we feel invisible. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know, grow up in the hood, bro, is like, like you know what you was gotta really just was, understand out. You know what's really eye-opening to me? Like all the times I got joked on when I was a kid for not having a pair of Jordans. And another kid had had the Jordans. But we lived in the same place. We we both ain't have shit. Bro. No, bro, I no, gotta look, stop you, bro. I, bro, <laughs> that I hated that. No, no it was no, like we all we are all in the projects, nigga. No, no, but I said, yo, I swear, I remember one time, and I told it on my podcast that I was doing. I remember my mom had bought me a pair of Tim's, a pair of boots from Payless that looked like some Tim's. They had a goat on the side. No, they didn't have a goat. Oh, because that's the they, ones my these, mother got me. These was called rugged outbacks, right? <laughs> Mine's was called eye backs. Rugged outbacks. I remember called, those. You rugged outbacks. I remember those. My mom bought me these boots. It's called rugged outbacks. And I remember, like, I could draw when I was a kid. I drew a Timberland side on the side of them shit. And I remember, like, I, I said this on my podcast. Like, I remember being in the gym. You know, you got to take your yeah. boots off. And a nigga picked my shit. So it was like, ah, this nigga got uh, on. Uh, 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 and uh, I got killed. And yeah. I felt so bad. I felt like nothing. Yeah. Right? And I, I felt like nothing in that moment. But as I became an adult, like I said, all the things that was regular to me is not regular now. Yeah. I'm like, but the kid who made fun of me, like, you ain't have shit neither. Like, you might have had them Jordans, but we lived in the same building. Mm-hmm. Nigga, your we mom both was lived in poverty. Her, your mom was taking her welfare check and spending it on you. My mom That's had other priorities. See, That's I, the only difference. I had the opposite issue, though. See, I didn't grow up in the projects, and I was competing with all the fly-ass kids from the projects. And my mother used to be like, you live in a house, they live in the projects. Let me they ta- couldn't spend their welfare. Uh, let me tell you something. Yeah. I'm tell you something. Going into 10th grade year, yeah. my dad's in jail. Mm-hmm. My uncle, I don't want to call him a sucker, but he was. 
my dad brother. He mm-hmm. put, nah, I, I, let me tell you something. It I don't give a fuck is. about yeah. me. One thing about me, yeah. I took over the Daniels name and started a whole new. I don't give a fuck about them. Like I don't give a fuck about now. like mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck about a few of them. Right. My my dad brother, this nigga, you know, you know, I'm I'm a kid, man. You know, you it's, that's why I, I that's why I take being a parent so serious mm-hmm. because I know how it is to be a kid afraid of the world. Mm-hmm. Like you know, and 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 everybody like nigga, I ain't gonna lie, nigga, I'm still afraid to, right now. Like it's like I don't. I don't know what the fuck the future holds for me. Like I'm, I'm not on no motherfucking plan. Ain't no, right. ain't no plan for what we do, nigga. It's either gonna work or not. But I remember being a kid, and I remember wishing my dad can do for me. And I remember my uncle's like, "Yo, your dad's in jail, but you know, you don't have to feel alone. If you ever need something, just call me." And I called the nigga, like, "Yo, can you give me some money for some shoes?" What? Nigga gave me a pair of Converse, nigga. It was a size eleven and a half. I wore a ten and a half. I swear to God, first day of school, tenth grade. I never, and I was one of them niggas. I was. I didn't talk shit about people growing up because right. I didn't. Because I didn't. I didn't want to give you a reason to clown me. Yeah. So I didn't clown nobody, nigga. We at the fucking lunch table, and a nigga said a joke about this nigga. I ain't got nothing to do with it, Wake. He like, look at you, and I'm like, ha ha ha. And he's like, you're laughing. Nigga, what you laughing at? Nigga, fuck oh you laughing God. for? And he's down to the lunchroom. Look at his Converse. Nigga, the whole lunchroom nah, stops and does this. Oh, now nah, that's the worst. Look at the shoes, man. Nigga, that's why I go, that's why I go so hard. That's the shit motivate me. So I'm hearing your story. I'm like, bro, niggas don't understand, nigga. If being broke and poor don't motivate you, nigga, you don't but deserve you know, nothing. One, one thing I can honestly say though is that my mother, she, I didn't feel poor. Oh, we was poor, but I didn't feel. But look, so we was poor, but I didn't understand Ray, like, how I poor know. we was until I like. McDonald's money. Mm. Yes. But you got McDonald's money? I'm like, that shit is $2. Like, now I'm an adult. I'm like, this shit. Like, if you go, if you, my youngest daughter is 11. If you take her to a restaurant, she ordering all types of shit. My daughter just requested $500 on Cash App, my six-year-old. <laughs> I love her. Like, she's nigga, gold. I swear, nigga, no, I, but, but, but this is what I'm saying, right? Because, but, but I also do believe that, right? Like, as, having what children, having children, of course, you want... You want them to experience better life than you had, right? Of course. But it's just like all the things, like I said, like all the things that I thought meant something. Like even till this day, I'd be like, "Damn, all the shit that I thought meant something when I was when I was growing up didn't really mean shit." It was it, it was it was bored poor people with yeah. nothing to do besides make fun of other. And poor it's projection. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, like exactly, it's, it's projection. Exactly it's a person saying how they feel about themselves to you. You know, like like the whole. I'm sorry, cause you no, over, like good. you know the whole like what you looking at shit. Yeah, like you know what I mean. Like I didn't gotten the I didn't gotten the fights, all types of situations, just cause when I was younger, like I might be looking at a dude and no, no bullshit. I used to have braids when I was a kid. I might be looking at a nigga hairstyle and be like, damn, that shit fire. And I remember one time that happened to me in school. I was looking at this kid here, and he turned around. He's like, but he ain't, he ain't have clothes and shit like that. He's like, Yo, what the fuck you looking at, nigga? Da da da. And I was like. I was like nothing. Like, he was like, yeah. Well, and then I started. Well, nigga, I right, what's yeah. up? And and that just just because I didn't I didn't know how to communicate. Cause I could have easily said, yo, bro, I was looking at your hairstyle. You yeah. know what I mean? Because I wanted to see if I could get my hair braided like yeah. that. But I think the biggest problem, and that still shit happens today, is like men can't be transparent to other men Man. because because once 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 it's not a problem, then it's like I got to emasculate you. Mm-hmm. Now. Like like I. Right, if, if, if a nigga gets to a problem with another nigga and it's like, yo, you know what, bro? I'm going to keep it 100. Yo, I don't want no problems with you. You know what nigga say? I know you don't want no problems, you yep. bitch ass nigga. Yep. You don't want no fucking problems, niggas. I'll kill. And then you say, nigga, who the fuck are you talking yeah. to? Yeah. Now we have a problem over work, like words, nothing. literal, over nothing. But it's because it, we not talking. 
because about weed. I'm sorry. Go ahead, bro. Get it out. Because the I'll problem is, is that you know what we don't know how to communicate. You just hurt my feelings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I can't tell another nigga because what your one time mom it was something that happened. It was some music shit and it was an artist supporting the artist and I ain't fuck with no more and this down the third and I got mad at like one of the artists that I had and I I made it I made it I made it into a thing. Yeah. Cause I'm like, nigga, if I'm the one that signed you and got you that out, why would you support somebody you know I don't fuck with? Yeah. And then my man that was my partner was like, he said, yo, Wayne, I ain't gonna lie, bro. You and your fucking feelings. I said, you know what? I am. Yeah. I said, yeah, my feelings is hurt. Yeah. Cause y'all niggas don't know what I felt when 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 I went through what I went through with that person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I'm in my feelings. Exactly. But I so the only person I said the only person who got feelings is women. Yeah. Like, so I can't say I got feelings. So that that make me less of a uh, whoever I am because I got feelings. Yeah. And he was like, I didn't think about it like that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's like, I didn't think about it like that. But I just feel like like the communication barrier specifically in our hood, and that's why I want to do my nonprofit because it's like we don't see value in one another. Yeah. Like I like I got so many friends that went to jail, like, and all of us got them. Murder, attempted murder. And most times it's because the person that they did something to, they didn't see no value in them. They yeah. didn't feel like, yo, I ain't gonna hurt this person because shit. They got so they say, you know what? It was the it was the principle. It was the morals of it. Ain't no fucking, fucking morals, morals and principles and killing yourself. Yeah, but you know, you know, I, you know I tell people, I'm like, I'm like, I, I never understood in New York. Mm. And I'm being I, I still don't like. How was I getting food stamps? But I was ashamed to say I was getting food stamps oh, yeah. in the project. Should I be trying to buy food stamps right all now? If you nigga, got some food stamps, all, just my close up. If you got some food stamps for right <laughs> right now, please let me buy them shits because I can't get them. If I apply for them, my wife apply for them, we not gonna get them. Yeah. I want to buy these shits. Yeah. yeah, what? I can't. I can't. But it's like no. my thing. But you know, I, I got said, a story. You you ever have food stamps? No. Oh, I got it. You uh, gonna relate? No, I got I got a hundred of them. Go ahead. <laughs> nigga, like, you ain't never you ain't never been in a store with a girl that was fired at you like I tell you what I did. I stole, nigga. <laughs> there we I, go. Ray gonna make I it stole, happen. No, no, I stole. With, well, I I rather steal than have her see me paying with the food. Let with me the tell you, bro. So look, that's why I'm saying I didn't realize how we ain't have shit. So my, my mom was the, the she write a note, yeah. pop, give us a poppy. Yeah. Yo, I get paid Friday, da da. Yeah. Just give me the groceries. They used to do that. Aww. But I remember one time I had some food stamps. It was I can't remember. It was this girl that I like. I, I like this girl so much, man. She was in the store, and you know the whole time I'm stalling. I'm trying to I'm trying to look at every yeah. and she not leaving, man. So I'm like this. I take the food stamps. I slide it to the nigga right because remember food for it all y'all that's younger here. Food stamps was actual paper. paper. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Man, I slide that shit to the nigga. This nigga picks it up. Does this? I'm like, oh my! You know what they start? Oh, this nigga got food stamps. No, bro, it was the most embarrassing. Yo, I got so many embarrassing moments. Me too. Like that. That's why. That's why. That's why I go so motherfucking hard. No, that's I, a fact. I'm never my, I, like, and it's fucked up because I just can't imagine my kids going through that. Yeah, you don't want your kids. To yeah, feel like, like I mean, like it's like in New York, it was so bad because I remember I remember coming out the lunchroom eating free lunch. And oh yeah, he's a good girl. Like, ah, he leave free lunch. It's so crazy to me. But I want to say this: if you in the projects right now, I want you to know I don't give a fuck what they tell you. Nobody in the projects got money. Yeah, no, because and money, you got roaches. Because if you got <laughs> no, for real. Because I lived in the projects and I had mad roaches. And it was, I don't it was normal. I used to go in a whole assault. I would go in assault for roaches. I'm like today. We getting, I would take everything out the cut. I'm catching all the motherfuckers. Yep. Spend an hour doing it. Guess yeah, what happened? Like, 20 minutes later, here come more. another one. Yep. I don't be wanting to hear that shit. Nah, I'm telling you, bro. Like, but Because if niggas had money, this is all I would say. If a nigga in the projects had money, they wouldn't be there. Nah, that's a fact. Even if they got, you know, it's always that one nigga in the projects that got a nice car. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he might have a, and you think he got it. He ain't got no money. He ain't got shit. If he had money, he wouldn't be there. He ain't got People shit. People with money don't come around there. They don't. But th- you know it's so crazy too, but this is why I always say, you know why rappers getting into so much problems going into the hood? Why they be getting robbed or killed or whatever the case may be? Is because if you think that you can't motivate, like the average income for a man in America is $48,000 a year. So if you make 50, you're above average, which ain't shit. I'm not going to say it ain't shit because everybody live differently. I can't do nothing with that. Mm-hmm. But for a person, for less, and, and, and in poverty, people live under the poverty line. Mm-hmm. So why 48,000 for the average man? You got a lot of men that, men that ain't average in the hood. Yeah. When you go through the hood and you come through with a $350,000 car, a $50,000 watch, $100,000 chain, $2,000 jeans, $1,500 sneakers, and and whatever else on. You you looking like a millionaire. You think that the niggas on the corner that you're motivating them? No. You're not motivating they them because they can't. And now, what, and not only that nigga, they're not. They're not supposed to be happy for you. They're not. But, but the thing is, is because they can't see themselves. Yeah. Like, remember when I said I seen backstage? When I, when I seen, I didn't see him with no chains on and none yeah. of that. I seen him with a bandana on and a t-shirt. And I was like, oh, he running around and he got some sense of humor. All right, cool. When I seen Lenny, same thing. When yeah. I seen G. Robeson, all the same thing. That's why you don't got jewelry on? No, I got stuff. No, because yeah. that's one of the first things I noticed about you. I'm like, how does a New just, Yorker and he not nah, flash? Nah, I, I, I'm going to keep it 100. Like, I do. I like watches and all that, but that shit get boring. Mm-hmm. Like, I got to watch. Of course, I got to fucking bust down. It's just not as impressive as people think. <laughs> it's, it's not. I, I can't tell time on it. I didn't buy it for time. It's a diamond. It's a diamond bracelet. No, for real. Mm-hmm. But the thing about a motherfucker cut my hand off of that shit. Sure will. So yes. some. So for me, like that don't make me. That don't give me no value. Like that don't. If if I I'm gonna have the same conversation whether I would have had my watch on or not. And I, and I went and came in here thinking like, yeah, man, you know you work really hard. You can buy a fucking watch. Mm-hmm. Then after you buy it, you you it's it's worthless. That shit is worthless. Yeah. You know what I mean? I got three Rolex watches. I yeah. I got three Rolexes. I only wear this one because I, I don't feel like. Going in my safe to get the other ones. Yeah, I, I had just, that one and too. Not, and not only that, but see, that's class. I, not right only that, there. not only that, <laughs> that's it, class. Not only that, it, if you don't wear them after a certain period of time, yeah. you have to always. You got to rewind it. So if you go, always, so if you go, you just. And I always forget. I swear, yeah. every time I bought one, I always forget that shit. I don't just. Yeah, the wind box that that was. I had one of those, but I got tired of that shit. Yeah, but I'm just saying, it's like you know, like I'm just saying, it's like like for an artist who thinks that. You can motivate the hood. Like, you can't... You motivate the hood with information. Mm-hmm. Now, what people do with that information is up to them. But you're not going to motivate the hood coming through in a $350,000 car because guess what? That's why people pay to go to car shows because it's some shit that they would never see in their life. So a motherfucker willing to pay $25 to see some shit they'd never see mm-hmm. one day. You know what I mean? But it's, it's, it's so much of that. It's so many... What we really be trying to... It's not motivation. It's antagonization it's like yeah. we, you antagonizing a person poking a bear Ooh, yeah you know i mean they because as fucked up as it is like pnb rock right like mm-hmm. that, good brother I, I i love i had major love for that brother but like our arrogance and our ego gets a hold of us to say niggas ain't gonna try me right but i show love niggas ain't mm-hmm. yeah you, you every person who think it can't be you it could be you yeah yeah right. no, I'm you, telling, bro, you I, I, it's crazy how many parallels we have i'm like like i wish people understood like i'm so afraid of ending up back there and I'm so far from it I, it's like the worst thing that can happen to me is sending me back to that and it's not and can I tell you the fuck apart uh-huh. it's not it's not the act the physical environment yeah that's not the problem I, I can go back to hell that's nothing for me it's the people in it mm. Yo. it's the mentality of the people in it 
it's the people who you're trying to talk to and they don't want to hear that shit. It's when you're like, yo, it's like, I remember being 21 years old, I had roommates. Mind you, we weren't in the hood. We had a nice little apartment. I'm like, mm. bro, we 21, we could take over the world. And they looking at me like, nigga, how? Yeah. Mm. Now them same niggas looking at me like, nigga, how the fuck did you become who you became? Yeah. Mm. And, no. they, and the, you know, be really asking that be throwing it off? They kids. Ooh, yeah, because nice. they, because they, because me and my friends, you see my personality, me and my friends all act the same. So my yeah. friends' kids have come over and been like, "Daddy, why aren't you living like him?" And he's oh, like, "I a, didn't want to, I didn't want to be the music. Bitch. Shut the fuck up!" Like, <laughs> and I'm looking at my kids like, "Imagine you see that? your kids asking you that. That gotta be like a blow." No, that's real ego. shit though. Because once they old enough to realize, once they, it's like once they old enough, you start knowing. And then if you and and, for, and daddies are different. Yeah. Like if you got a cool daddy, you can ask your daddy anything because your daddy wants you to ask him. For, he wants you to ask him. But you kids would be like, "Why do you have all this stuff and we don't have none of this stuff?" And he'd be like, "Shut the fuck up." I'm like, and I'm like, and I look at my son like, "Hey, nigga," and I and I because I ain't never used smoke weed, nothing. I ain't yeah. never used no drugs until you know a year ago. <laughs> oh. I just started like exploring with drugs and shit. Shut, everybody, leave me alone. It's not but hard. The point is that I tell my son, I'm like, I remember every moment that one of my friends' life was ruined mm. whether it was one friend having a car accident yeah another friend getting arrested another friend smoking weed and yeah. i just remember the moments where it was like that was the peak of their life, life changing, yeah. Yeah. and it was always something dumb you know what's crazy I, my my biggest problem that i've had in my life and my career is i always think i could fix somebody mm. you know what i mean i always think i could help somebody fix somebody Say and, that it's, again. And, and it's it's helped me it's hurt me too but it has helped me like one time like my man my man Cat, he from my block. He one of the first people I met when I was a kid. You know what I mean? He used to hustle, he's gang banging. I looked up to him for all the wrong reasons. But he went to prison, he did 13 years. And I remember when he came home, he used to tell me how he was gonna do. He was like, yo, I'm gonna go to culinary art school because I like to cook and all this other stuff. And one day he called me because his uh his son, you know, he, now he now he at the age where his son rapping and yeah. you know what I mean? And and he, he like, yo, people was reaching out to his son. So I asked him, I said, yo, Kat, I said, what happened with all that? Like, you know what I mean? What you mm. was doing? And he was like, what you mean? And I said, with, with, um, with food. And he was like, you know, I kind of just gave up on it. And I was like, why? And then he told me, he's like, well, I don't really, I'm not around a lot of people who do that. You know what I mean? So it's like, I'm, I'm in the hood. I'm doing, so I told him, I said, look, this is what I'm going to do for you. You know what I mean? And I'm just sharing his story because like, I want his story to be shared. For you know sure. what I mean? Um, I told him, I said, yo, I'm going to get you your LLC. Because people act like getting an LLC is like some amazing feat. You could go buy the shit for $400. Man, like, it's not hard. 50. Like, people be like, yo, like all them clubhouse. I, niggas, them, but I got an LLC. Them, yeah, them clubhouse ah. professors that try to tell you. Because they be trying to get a fee to do, to do. Come on, man. So what I did was I said, look, I'm going to buy you. I said, I'm going to buy you an LLC. I said, I'm, I bought, I said, give me your, your social. I bought him an LLC. Got him his shit or whatever. And then I had my man make a, a logo for him and all of that. And, you know, he started doing his selling food outside on the street or whatever. And then he took a year off and then, now he has a restaurant Aww. right on the block that and on the same. You know what I mean? But that's what, but, but that's what I'm trying to. That, to me, that's why that's why people be like, Ray, why do you talk? Like, mm -hmm. even you, I know why you talk. Nigga, in our in our community, it's only talented kids. That, like, like, you got to understand something. You could rap in our community. You could sing. That's the only kids they come get. Yeah, and that's one. That's why I hated about high school. That's why I don't. I graduated high school, but fuck school. You wanna know why? Mm -hmm. Because they only spend. They only have spend time invested on mm -hmm. the musically gifted kids, the athletically gifted kids, or the you know the really really smart kids. Yeah. What the fuck about the other eighty five percent of us? Yeah, man. Nigga, they would be like, Deion Sanders is coming to talk to this cool today. Oh shit! No, not y'all. Right. The <laughs> athletes. 
Nah, nigga, it start. You start thinking like, damn, that's that's who they want me to be. I'm no, I'm the I'm the nigga that take, gets the job that's given. Mm-hmm. And once I realized that shit, man, y'all, nigga, fuck. I told my mom, everybody, fuck all y'all. I love mm-hmm. y'all, but y'all don't understand. My mom was like, you stupid motherfucker. You should go to the army. Ma, you don't understand what I'm gonna be. And here's yeah. the crazy part. She still don't. My mom right. to this day lives an amazing life and still will tell anybody, I don't really know what the fuck he does. Yeah. Seriously. She, and my thing is that and 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 that I wish she did, but you know why I wish she did? Because if she did, she would be more comfortable. Yeah. My mom still acts like somebody coming to snatch all this shit from us one day. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So she'll call me stressed out. What about this? What about this? And I'm like, Ma, you don't you don't know I wake up every day and go to an office and Work every day, and mm-hmm. I'm making calls, and I got all this shit going on. I, nigga, this record, this just record that's number one in the country right now. Nigga, I didn't know about that record ten days ago. No, I didn't know about that record two weeks ago. Mm. I didn't even know it was coming out because mm-hmm. my mind is like I'm all about working. Mm-hmm. I, and I always tell people, hey, don't watch your work. Don't watch your work. You wanna you wanna fail? Watch your work. You wanna fail? Watch the same thing. Watch that thing and watch the paint dry. Nigga, that paint going dry whether you watch it or not. Wow. Go paint another wall. That's a fact. Go paint another wall. Go paint another wall. Every day, paint a wall. And then all of a sudden, you have a whole fucking house full of painted, um, dry walls. Yeah. And nigga, that's how you win. All this, and, and to me, all these people in the hood, they just, I wish that they could just see that people like us exist. And nigga, if you could push one thing, you could push anything. Mm-hmm. If I could sell a million records, I could sell a million anything. Yeah, that's a nigga, fact. you can't. It's just... Music, I guess, for some reason, is just the first thing that niggas want to do. Yeah, and that's not the answer. It's not, yeah. yes. <laughs> it's not the answer. Yeah. I'm not chasing my, my best friend, rest in peace, Slow. We're coming up on his 10th year anniversary of dying. Mm. Slow, we in a car. One of my, one of, this is my favorite moment with Slow in my mm-hmm. life. Slow is a rapper, right? We, we've been, we, he was older than me, so he was kind of coming up, mm-hmm. and then I passed him, mm-hmm. right? So I'm, he's big homie. He's a Virgo like me, so he's big homie, but he still know that nigga on, right? Mm-hmm. So Slow is like rapping. He pulls me over. He, he pulls up to me like, nigga, I got a song I got to play. And we in the car, never forget. And he rapping the lyrics to me. He, it's my best friend. So yeah. a nigga know you like nobody else know you. Like he know a nigga. So he's like playing me the song and I'm in the car and I'm living. And he's rapping. The boy's at the front though. I'm at the back though. Grab the yay yo. Come on. <laughs> and then he just looks at me and he's turning shit down. He's like, can I ask you a question, man? I was like, what's up, bro? He said, I ain't going to make it, am I? Oh. Swear to God, swear to God. And I was like, nah. Not nah. I was like, nah, you ain't going to make it. And you know what his response was? He was like, well, fuck it then. I'm going to just be the general manager of Radar. And the nigga wind up getting on. Ah, There's so many ways to win in life. You don't have to just do. It's It's like you don't have to do. And then you'll have another nigga who I'll be like, bro, you ain't got it. And then he'll tell everybody I'm hating on him. Right. Yeah. Nigga, you don't think I want my friends to work? That's what I was going to say. At least he was... Perceptive, like took took to your advice, right? yeah, yeah. Like, like at least well, he, he was my best friend. So he, yeah. he, nigga, if you my friend, you know I ain't got no ill intent for you. I can't tell yeah. my friends the truth like that. I'm not oh, good nigga, at I'm that. I'm truth, not. I'm like a, I'm such a. I'm gonna tell you what you want to hear. Type yeah, of you person. I, I, I don't want to hurt nobody. We can't feelings. afford to but lie see, but, but I'm, I'm gonna keep it a hundred. Like I feel you, but like what is feelings even worth? They gonna hurt you in the end anyway. You know what I mean? Like for real, that shit gonna hurt you in the emotion. That shit gonna hurt you in the end anyway. So it's like. I got a ton of friends that like everybody rap. That's my biggest problem. Everybody's no, no, I'm gonna keep it hundred, right? Because if I was a fucking brain surgeon, wouldn't nobody be trying to sign up to become a fucking RN? Right. You know what I mean? And and the thing is, is that working in this music business, everybody thinks that they're capable of doing what you're doing just because they simply watch videos and listen to music. Oh no, that's not why. That's not why they think that. You know why they think that? 
Because they're looking at you like, shit, I know Wayne. He can do it. I can do it. I know the same thing he know. But I mean, I, be, I think, the, the, but the knowledge, I mean, they think they have. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. I'm saying, but they, but I think that, I think mm-hmm. that when you make it first, because, mm-hmm. because for me, like, Polo helped me see this. Polo helped me see this one day. Polo was, I was like, man, you don't feel bad for your friends and family that you left behind that's still there in the same spot? And this nigga was, the Ill, he said, nah, he said, they should feel bad for me. Because <laughs> he's like, like I said, he said, I went on a mission by myself and I knew all of them. They all mm-hmm. could have came. Mm-hmm. But they didn't. They sat on the sideline and now you want me to feel bad for them? Nah, nigga, I got on my ass and went and got it. They didn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nigga, that's all I needed to hear. Right. Y'all yeah. Yeah. Man, that's, that's a you fact. You feel bad for nobody. It's no, because I, I, I kid you not, man, when you when you trying, I, th- th- that's the problem that I have with, like, with me, with my position is because when I had a regular job, nobody had an opinion. Mm. I mean, when I was working a regular job, when I was hustling whatever I could, nobody had no opinion. Nobody wanted to know what I thought. Nobody wanted to know what I was up to. Nobody wanted to say, could I get around you? Could I, you know what I mean? Could I help? Like, I had a friend one time ask me, like, he's like, man, I'll be the janitor. I'm like, bro, I don't hire janitors. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't, like, no, for real, like, motherfuckers are coming to you. They think that you, like, yeah. if you work in music, that you just have access yeah. to every job. Yeah. Bro, I work at a company yeah. that's owned by another company. Yeah. Niggas is not like, yo, Wayno, when you get this executive position, bring us janitors. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, you feel what I'm saying? Or cut so a check to all your friends. Yeah, Go, yeah. Or, and they think that, like, this shit is easy. Like, man, this shit is, is, is not easy. Like, I got a majority, even being an A&R, my perspective comes from how I think. I have to th- be able to think. So when a motherfucker calling me, telling me about, like, motherfuckers will call me and be like, yeah, you know such and such told. I, be, I don't give a fuck about who in the hood yeah, telling. Yeah. I ain't, I yeah. don't do nothing with them. Yeah. I ain't even seen them. Yeah, exactly. Care what they doing. <laughs> yo, yo, you, yo, you know such and such, da-da. Yo, you know such and such had a bit. I don't give a fuck about none of that. If you can't help me think and help build my perspective, then how could I ever possibly put you in a position around me? Mm. If I put you in a position around me, that's why, like, one thing I learned about being around Rockefeller, they was really, 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 really big about who got let around. Like, yes. who, like they'd be like, yo, who brought him around? Who brought her around? Because it, cause, cause all it take is the influence of somebody negative to ruin everything. Bro, we just, I, you know? we had one person on our team that was here, and that this motherfucker has been gone it's been like heaven in here. And everybody's like, I'm like, bro, bad energy is contagious. No, it's a fact. It is fucking contagious. And I don't want no one with no bad energy. I don't even want you to say nothing. I don't even want you to speak bad around me. Man, you yeah. know what such and such happened. And you know what I was going to tell you? You know what I hate as an A&R? This is why I just said, I was, I was with somebody yesterday, and I, I, I think it was me and Jack. Mm-hmm. And I was pissed because he was like, uh, yo, remember old girl I bought around you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about her? She just got signed, B. I'm like, Niggas get signed every day, my nigga. No, nigga, that shit don't mean nothing to me, my nigga. That just means one person like me decided to bet. Nigga, tell me when they got the number one song in the world. That's when I feel like shit. I missed out. Tell me when they got a big song. That's when I mixed out. But I hate when niggas is a and your way. No, you better come on. Dallas over at uh, Masala want to sign. Where they go with Dallas then? Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, no, people, I don't, play, I don't play none of that with no artists. They don't tell me about, because the position I'm in with QC, like, if you don't want to be there, if we want you and you, like, you got to want to be down with us. Yeah. If you don't want to be down with us, we, we, I'm not even going to waste my time. Like, I, I, don't, I shouldn't have to tell you, I shouldn't have to convince you. Yeah. Why you should come over here to an extent? Now, yes, I'm gonna do my. I'm gonna tell you why you should to to in the in the avenue of 
what I bring to the table as an A&R. What yeah, Miranda brings with Simone, Amber, Maya, Serena, everybody on um, Sydney, everybody on our team brings to the table as to why you should want to be a part of this. Mm-hmm. But if you don't want to be a part of this, guess what? It's okay. We like it's we'll fine. Be good. You know what I mean? It's fine. So yeah. I don't. I really don't play that like. Yeah, you know, because so, even when when somebody say about the money, that's my. I I, I gotta say this shit, yo. Bro. <laughs> nah, for real, because get it out. <laughs> that million dollar deal, shit, bro. That shit has ruined our business, bro. Yeah, that ruined that million dollar getting a million dollars, giving these kids a million dollars is ruined our business. And I seen so many people say, "What they not can't get a million dollars? The million dollars is a trick, man. Mm-hmm. That shit ain't it's nothing but a trick." You want to know why? Because when you start out with a million dollars, you a million dollars in debt. This is not the lotto. Oh no, nah, but I, I, my my perspective is different than yours. Well, I, I, I ain't finished. Oh, it. go ahead. I'm gonna say. <laughs> so so the thing the thing about it is is, is is this right? If I was an artist, my advice to every like young up and coming artist, I know what it feel like to want to get out the projects. I know what it is to want to take care of your kids, even to want the dumb the dumb nigga shit that everybody else want a car, a chain, a watch. I know what it clothes. I know what all that it is. But if you are able to get a fair deal with a low amount of money invested, it's better than taking a big lump sum. Because if you take that big amount of money, if you don't have a fucking hit record in the first three to six months, you done. Yep. You're going to get that million dollars and you're not never going to get a million dollars again. Never again. You'll never get it again. Never. So you, you better... Taking less money and working your way up, and people are like, oh, you, you labels just you you would say that because you work at a label, bro. I'm saying that because I care about your future. Yeah, it's gonna be real fucked up. You take that M because I we don't give out no M's like. Yeah, but you take that M, and the motherfucker and now you calling people because your your song then died down and the mm-hmm. hype then died down from that TikTok shit and that IG shit that went viral. Yeah, and now you trying in the, in the studio trying to figure it out, and the label telling you, nigga, go get hot. That ain't our job. We gave you the money. Okay. Let me take my experience. My experience yeah. is I did give you the million dollar check to the company I work with. And now how the fuck I'm supposed to tell you something? Yeah. Like, nigga, I, remember, I, gave, I remember we signed Anna Lee Chopper. We gave him the biggest deal in Warner history for a new artist. Ever. I remember that. I, I and, remember met with him yeah, too around yeah, that time. I gave him the biggest deal ever. And all I remember was going to them saying, well, what's next? Well, you want me to go A&R him? Nigga, he, Nigga, everything he played, we told him we liked. Yeah. Everything we, we we gave him the biggest deal of, of all time. You think this nigga think that he needs my help? Yeah, exactly. Nigga, yeah. So I'm like, so I'm like, it was like, well, just go be his uncle and hang out with him. Nigga, what the he fuck? I'm telling that's why I was saying to y'all, 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 y'all should be worried about who running these labels. Yeah. If you have a chance to sign to a major or QC, and if I'm telling anybody on record, if QC about to give you two hundred thousand and a major's about to give you a million, go with QC. Facts. And I'm going to tell you why. Because QC is, is giving you 200000 because they need that other 800000 to break you. Mm. And the major labels going to give you a million, but they're going to give some saying. marketing person who has 50 other projects, a uh, $50,000 budget, mm-hmm. and say, go blow them up or do whatever go you got to do. Yeah, man. It's, Bro, you ain't going to get that backseat. Oh, I ain't going to lie. The podcast that's going to come out, like, 10 years from now, from all of those dudes that's in their 30s that mm-hmm. took them deals is going to be insane. <laughs> oh, nigga, I, got artists, I got artists calling me right now saying, I need to come on there and talk. Because I'm like, I want to show y'all, I want to show y'all from the, like, we're talking from the inside. I want to show y'all from the inside how full of shit it is. <laughs> it's, yeah. so, it's, 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 it's all cap. And if you fall for it, you're going to fall for anything. And I promise you, 
you're not going to work. The only, I can tell an artist going to work instantly. I knew Chopper yeah. was going to work, but yeah. I knew he was going to work because all he wanted to do was work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then you could tell a nigga, because you got to look at it like this. Look at it like this. Like, mm -hmm. work, 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 work. Oh, shit, here come Wayno. Wayno thinks I'm dope. Work, 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 work. Wayno was like, here's a check. Oh, shit, thanks for a check. 250000 let's go shop. Right. Mm -hmm. Nigga, guess what you just stopped doing? Working. Working. Mm -hmm. So guess what? You ain't, you ain't got the muscle memory. So look. <laughs> Look, we done did all the cool shit today, right? But I got I Tell got me. something I always wanted to ask you. Because remember that shit yeah. that you did went viral when you talk about Jay-Z? Bro, what's the problem? What's Jay-Z? Which one I well, said? You said, you said, man, we ain't listening to that shit down here. We, you said well, about reasonable doubt. In the no, South, no, 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 they no, no, wasn't no. listening yeah, to Jay-Z. Yeah, yeah. That's fine. Look, look. All right. This is my only bone to pick. Go ahead. Get him. It's my only bone to Get pick. Get him. Somebody got to do it. That's cool that like they wasn't. But I just feel like the way you positioned it was like that. It wasn't good. No, well, no. Wait, 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 wait a okay. second. Because <laughs> when we, like, I just, as as a, it's a lot of shit that I didn't listen to. Like, I didn't listen to N.W.A. when I was a little mm -hmm. kid. Me neither. Because I was in the Criss Cross. Mm -hmm. Them niggas had me wearing my pants backwards. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> I was in the ABC, Another Bad yeah. Creation. You know what I mean? I, I was into. Them niggas. Chris and Rowe, my niggas. For real? Yeah, I went to high school with them. And they all, Chris and Rowe from Gabby Rowe. You went and, to high and, school with everybody. And, no, and, 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 um, and, 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 and crisscross was from my rival middle school. I went to McNair. They went to uh, Bear Creek. Wow. So, look. So, I just feel like we don't go out our way to be like, man, we wasn't jacking that shit. Because we got to appreciate it. Because I just be feeling like this, right? And maybe some people call me safe sometimes. But I don't look at it as safe. I just look at it from my perspective of how I grew up, right? While I did buy Southern Playlist, the Cadillac bumping music. Yeah. I bought it when I was in the sixth grade. I bought it for my best friend. He yeah. wanted it. I bought it for his birthday, right? The bootleg and all yeah. that, right? I didn't like. I can't say I live by that album. Yeah, but I could say like it was cool when I when it dropped or whatever. As a fan, yeah. I just be feeling like when I see shit like, man, we was a bump of that shit down here. It's like, who was it? Can I tell you I something? Know, I, though, went, I went to New York. Okay, so let me yeah, tell you. But something. you ain't I, have to say I, something. I went to, <laughs> no, no. Hit me out real quick, because sometimes, sometimes I just want people to understand. You know, like, like Jay Z's breakout album was Hard Knock Life. Now, mind mm -hmm. you, that summer that. Reasonable Doubt Drop, 96. Mm -hmm. That's the summer I spent with my cousins. I spent the whole mm -hmm. summer in the Bronx. So I remember seeing the dope boys riding, playing, feeling it. Yeah. Right? So you got to remember, when you, this is before the internet. So you right. got to remember, when you, when I went to New York in 94, when I was 14, nigga, and they playing Biggie. And my aunt is like, this nigga named Biggie, they playing me Juicy. And I come back, and you come back to Atlanta, you uh -huh. can't wait to tell, and they not nigga, this is what we on. This is what they was bumping. Mm -hmm. So I come back, and I'm like, Jay-Z, Jay-Z, Jay-Z. It was like, I want to hear that shit. <laughs> so for me, when for me, it, it, if you watch, if you have to watch the whole show to see, but sometimes yeah. we make clips. It's the clips here, and I get it. But I for me, it. it was like I just want to make sure people understand. Like, I, dog, Jay Z is to me. Anybody know me on record? I say this: it's my my top hundred rappers. The first ten slots are hove. Mm. Nigga, it's not like it's not even no one when he said no one can be mentioned in the same breath as him. Uh -huh. uh, like nigga, seven straight summers critics might not admit it. Nobody in rap, like mm -hmm. nigga, nobody can touch him to me. You know what's crazy? I had an argument with a nigga down here that's from Atlanta that didn't like Future. Like borderline wanted to like I didn't want to fight him, but I was like, yeah. I really love Future. Future's crazy. <laughs> no, I really because because you know I, I hate when Future gets regulated to a, a club banger artist. Mm. Or, like if you, if you really listen to like I had just recently did a um I went Future one day to do a B size concert mm -hmm. and I picked like my favorite twenty mm -hmm. and then people was like damn but we didn't even think of this and it's just a testament to how hard he works and I couldn't believe that a dude from Atlanta didn't like Future but his perspective was he was like. 
he grew up on Young Dro and, he, yeah. and 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 Dro could fucking rap. Yeah. And, but one thing I will say is that like prior, everything was more lyrical. Yeah, like everybody grew up on lyrics. Yeah. You know what I mean, lyrics. And I feel like today, you know, when you ask me about the um, like the climate of New York and all that, I just feel like the bars set low for the um. I wouldn't necessarily say talent, but I feel say for skill mm-hmm. because like I asked um my man Mitch that I work with over at QC. I'm like, yo, he's from Alabama, and I asked him like. Yo, what was your the, your favorite moment as a kid buying an album? He's like Wayne Carter three, and then I and he's like twenty seven or twenty eight. Mm-hmm. And then I asked um, my other homegirl that I work with. I, she's like around that age, and I said, "What's your favorite like moment as a kid buying an album?" She was like, "As a teenager," she said, "Good Kid, Mad City," you know what I mean? And a bunch of Lil Wayne stuff. And, I, and then I started telling her like the reason why like music is the way it is today is because people don't care to be that good anymore because mm-hmm. you don't have to be good to make money. No, no. You know what the problem is? Can I tell you what it is? What? Effort is lame in today's culture. Mm. Effort is lame. Anytime somebody wants to give effort, if, if a nigga, they will make fun of a nigga that's actually trying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, remember that video of the dude in Wendy sweeping fast? They was like, look at this nigga. He got it. Like, dog, effort is frowned upon in our in our culture. Yeah. And to me, and to me, I, I mean, not, by the way, Future is incredible. I'm not even mm-hmm. saying that. Future just, he has the sauce. And the one thing Future did he never stopped. He never stopped. He never stopped. Yeah, he never stopped. He, and, and that's why he's here. Yeah. But I want to make sure you know, for the record, I know every word on Reasonable Doubt. <laughs> I'm just, I, and by and by, and by only saying is that, man, in the South, man, they don't really listen to that, man. No, that's a fact. Because, I, I mean. Boosie just said he's bigger than Jay-Z in the South or something. But like see, that, I understood. So. See, because a lot of shit like that be misleading. But I understand why he says that. Which I be doing. Because I understand why he said that. Because I ain't gonna lie, I went to birthday bash in Memphis, like. I think it was last year. It was last year. He came out to wipe me down. You would have thought wipe me down came out yesterday. I'm trying, you know what I mean? Because me one thing about the difference between the South and the North is like in the North, we get dressed and come out to not have a good time. You know what I mean? Like in the South, everybody love. Like if they fuck with you, they going like I'm talking about the fanfare. Yes. Like if, if you go to a little club in the Chitlin Circuit. The niggas that's a dope boy, they gonna come spend that money because they living and dying by your word. You know what I mean? The chicks is gonna come come out because they going they living and dying by your word. So I understand what Boosie said, but I was like, you also forget that. Let's just call it spade a spade. The, to me, the best rapper to come from the south, lyrically cemented in the game is Wayne. Okay, I'll, I'll, take that. Wayne. I'll take that. Who Wayne favorite rapper? Who Wayne said he always want to emulate? Who Wayne said he always want to be like? Who Wayne just Ooh. went viral for saying that Birdman and him used to get on his ass because he, he used to like be him. trying to be like Jay. So I just, I, what I hate about it is, is because now we at a point, because people don't listen to Jay, they regulate Jay as an artist to business moves. Oh, no. They be like, oh, I, re- I, I respect him because he do business. Like, no. no like, that nigga is right. the illest nigga to MC. ever touch but, a microphone. But my problem, so look, Ray, my, my problem with that is, is like, as a New York nigga, I'm going to preserve Master P's legacy. I'm going to tell people how great Ghetto Dope was. I interviewed Master P one time, and I was so upset that this nigga wanted to talk about what he was selling, and I didn't get a chance to ask a question about Ghetto Dope. I was so upset because mm-hmm. Ghetto Dope is an amazing album. I'm going to always preserve 3-6 Mafia, what yeah. they brought to the table, because my homegirl, her cousins lived in Memphis, and she used to come back with the tapes like, you need to hear this 3-6 shit. Aww. Every you know word, I know every word on all the albums. So, so what I'm saying is, is like I just want a little bit more transparency between the north and the south. That like, bro, if you from New York, you probably had to spend some summers down down south with your cousins. If you from down south, you used to go up to New York to see your cousins too. We all family, and this hip hop shit all belong to all of us. And we got to stop trying to like, oh, this one better than that one, and that one better than this one, because it's just divisive. And in the end, 
these white people own all the fucking music. Amen. So, so, so how do we, like, <laughs> I, I, that nigga own his shit. I ain't gonna lie, Hope own his shit. Huh? No, I said separate Hope shit. Yeah, but yeah. I'm just saying, it's like, bro, I remember, I, like, like, we can't. I, I just, I, I just want to show more appreciation, mm-hmm. like, cause I do feel like the South, the South don't get the appreciation it does for the music, because one thing I learned about the South is like all these niggas down here, they really predicated on who made the most money. Who's the best is who made the most money. Mm-hmm. Like it's not about who's the the best. The yeah, but, but, but let me tell you about the, but the only thing, but about the shit. South that you got to know is that uh, this is why I this is why I defend because. The only people that care about somebody coming back is New York. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In Atlanta, we're not looking for the next. I mean, we would like the next little baby, but we're not looking for that. But in Atlanta, we are. If you ask us a choice, mm. would you guys rather have an Outcast album or the next superstar? Nigga, give us that cast album. Mm. What? Like Atlanta, it just we just never. The South never cared about what New York thought because New York was the end-all, be-all for right, us. Right, right, right. So if you was from the South, nigga, you thought you was a shit of a New York nigga called you from a 212 number making an offer. Oh, I'm up, I'm up. That's how you thought you was from the South. Mm. So I get it, but I be wanting to make sure New Yorkers know, like, hey, bro, they, like, no, they don't give a fuck. But you know what, that, but, and that's why, like, for the, so for the South, right, like, I feel like um, another thing is that y'all don't regulate one person to the next person. Nah. Right, it's like like ludicrous. Like you could go down the line for mm-hmm. over twenty years. Like ludicrous didn't have to sound like like um, outcast. You know what I'm nah. saying? And, and um, future didn't have to sound like Ti. You know what I mean? Ti didn't have to sound like Gip yeah. or or CeeLo or any of them. You know what I'm saying? And and that's where they win because it's always like, all right, what's the next? The next thing is going to be the next thing for us. Yeah. Where New York is, I, I, like some people going to say. Hey Boogie, how you ain't say Benny the Butcher? You know what I'm saying? Cause I and I think Benny the Butcher, he's dope, he can rap, yeah. but I don't feel like the next person coming out of New York has to sound like what it sounds. They don't gotta sound like Jada Kiss. You don't have to sound like Jada Kiss. Mm-mm. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't have to, but, but that's why that's how the South has always been able to make their steps. And that's why I said we got so all these wins. Like, yo, no, take nothing away from I, I love Lotto. All a, a lot of the girls that's coming from out the south, the Midwest, a lot of them ain't no Cardi B. A lot of them ain't, ain't no, no Nicki. Nicki. They'll never be. But we we so fixated on like what something gotta be, we can't even understand. We can't even see that Cardi B such a fucking superstar out the Bronx. Mm-hmm. That girl, you cut a Bronx, the Cinderella bleed out story. Of her. Yeah. You cut you cut Nicki Southside Jamaica Queens gonna bleed out of her. And instead of us saying, "Yo, we got this, we got that," all we saying is, "But we." Bobby Schmurda ain't turning into this. Bobby Schmurda never said he wanted to be the the, the top rapper. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He just wanted to get out the hood. I'm just, I just want to say I'm mm. on his side. <laughs> I'm just saying we got wins, man. We got a lot of wins. And my bro. thing Check is, the is that everybody. Mm-hmm. It, it 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 is literally everybody in here has been touched and saved by hip hop. Facts. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's like it's all good. It's just when you start getting called country, and <laughs> which I think is country. <laughs> nah, we, Atlanta is southern. No, nah, man. It's, yo, Atlanta. Listen, let me. We I can break, the, I can break it to down to you. There's a difference. Between, I can, let me tell you. Right. Boosie is country. Jeezy is southern. See, that's a good one. Yeah. Okay. All right. Like, like country is country is country. Well, like, we, mm-hmm. we, 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 would you agree that country is buying a whole outfit off a of mannequin? I've seen New Yorkers do the same thing. Nah, we ain't gonna do that. We ain't gonna do that. 
Yo, you dead at like <laughs> No, I was getting ready for that. Uh, Brooklyn new, listen, listen, all party. I'm saying everybody is everybody do everybody. Southern Southern I'm gonna go like listen. Listen. Some of them, not listen. All of them. I ain't gonna say Kevin Gases, Ke- I mean, if you look at them, NBA Young Boy is country. Yeah, he country. Lil Baby is Southern. Yeah. You can tell a difference. It's like in the main cities that you are Southern are uh, in the South is is the main two is Miami mm-hmm. and Atlanta. That's why Rick Ross is from Miami, but he mm-hmm. raps like a New York nigga because that's a whole Miami's a whole different world, and Atlanta yeah. is too. Except- but culturally, do you think? Because I think like Roy, and I had this conversation with Sam Sneak before because they grew up listening to the locks and all of that type shit. Because because that's another thing. I'd be like, yo, you know how many like like even Kiss Kiss got mad fans in the South, but it's so many. Jada Kiss is ill, but I, but I'm, mm-hmm. I'm gonna tell you something. This is my thing. Here's the only thing about New York that I'll say. Mm-hmm. I can look at an artist. And I can hear them rap, and I can know they're from New York. A Boogie is rare, because he's one of them ones that he, he kind of got that thing where you, he, he could be from anywhere. But for the most part, you can see them. The reason Atlanta is, and it goes back to what I say, it's just vers- embracing versatility. Here's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I'm a Childish Gambino and 21 Savage are from the same area. They from the same area? Yes, Stone Mountain. East Atlanta, East, well, well, East Atlanta, East Side. Well, well Charles Gambino from um, um, Stone Mountain and, and 21's from the East Side. Gucci from the East Side. You know, yeah, wanna, you know where I want to go? Tell me. This is totally, uh, I want to go to Boulder. I just want to go past Boulder Crest once. Like, I want to <laughs> go, because I've heard, listen, I listen to Gucci Bane so much, like, I, I, uh, <laughs> I want to go past Boulder Crest. I swear to God. But, but, but I'm, just, I'm just telling you that Atlanta, Atlanta embraces, back. Atlanta embraces every and anybody. Mm-hmm. Like, Andre 3000 is not weird to us. He's nah. a, he, if you're from Atlanta, he's an Atlanta nigga. He lo, he's a nigga that went to Tri-Cities High School. Mm. If you know anything about Atlanta, like, nigga, I went to but, Banneker High School. We, but you know what's crazy, though? Because what you said, because that's what I like about Savages. You know who Savage reminds me a lot of? He reminds me. Me about, uh, he reminds me of Styles P. The reason why he reminds me about Styles P is because Styles P, like, yeah, he is clever with words, but he wasn't, like, as... I don't think Styles was... As witty, everybody knows like Kiss was the Beyonce of the group, yeah. right? Like, but he wasn't as witty. Styles wasn't as witty, but he had a way of saying something very direct, so you understood what the fuck he was talking about. Yes. and that's what like Savage is to me. Like Savage, like his bars be like super direct. Like he ain't gotta have the craziest metaphor. You don't gotta think too hard about. Yeah, it. you ain't gotta think too hard. Like, but he could say some shit. Like he could say some shit, but he would say some shit very direct. Yeah. When when you hear it, like I seen somebody compare Savage, and this was way before the Drake album, any of that shit. To Prodigy, they said that Twenty One Savage reminded him of Prodigy because Prodigy might not have been the best technical skill rapper, but he had a way of saying shit that just cut through. You know what I mean? Like immediately, as soon as you hear it, you know exactly what the fuck he's talking about. Like he's not gonna waste no time. Like I break bread, uh, I break bread, ribs, hundred dollar bills. Not comparing it, but it's like when Savage opening line is, I pull up, roll the window down, and like you know what I mean? It's like (laughs) you know exactly what he you knew you know know the the intention on the track. You feel me? I got you. So we're gonna we're gonna put your money where your mouth is. Okay, let's do it. All right. So we have this part of the show called "Put Your Money Where Your Mouth Is." You better represent where. no we ask you, now. we give you three options. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can sign one. You have to sign one. You have mm-hmm. to put one in development. You have to drop another. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you don't answer, you have to donate $20 to a nonprofit, the Creative Academy, where we, you know, it's for kids that want to do this, right? So okay. no one loses in this case. Nobody loses. All right, cool. You ready? I'm excited. I'm ready. Okay. All right. The Locks Mob Deep Outcast. Mm, okay. You said what's the what's the um sign one sign one 
We don't win no records. We signing one away no records. We're gonna put one in development. We're gonna drop the other. I'm signing. No, I'm I'm signing Outcast. I'm developing the locks and I'm dropping Mob Deep. Whew. I love this game. All I, right. I got you. Future TI Andre 3000. Oh, come on. Future TI and Andre 3000? Yep. Wait, future TI. Future TI and Andre 3000? Yeah, yeah, that's the question. <laughs> I got to sign one, develop one, and cut one? Or you can donate $20 to the kids. <laughs> the kids don't lose. I'm signing. You said future TI and Andre. I'm signing. I'm signing T.I. I'm, no, man, no, yo. Yo, this is go. crazy. Somebody got to go. Somebody has to go? Somebody got to go. All right, all right, all right. Sign, develop, cut. Future T.I. All right. <laughs> you got to stand on it. All right, all right, all right, all right. I'm signing Future. I'm developing Andre and... Damn, man. You got to say who you drop or you drop. Stay. I'm, <laughs> I'm donating the money. Oh, uh, we was just close. Everybody might get it for the kids. Everybody everybody the kids. I can't do that to tip, man. What? I can't do that to tip. I can't Tip one of the greatest niggas ever. Ever. All right, you ready? Yeah. Young Thug, Little Baby, Gunner. Young Thug, Little Baby, and Gunner. Intense. Young Thug, Little Baby, and Gunner. Young Thug, Little Baby, sign, develop, cut. Thug. Fuck, man. Yo, who came up with this, yo? Queens get the money. Not the point is. This shit not cool, bro. Queens get the money. It's intense. This shit not cool. All right. Uh, it sounds easy when we not on camera. Now he's sitting here sweating and don't know the answers. <laughs> nah, I know the answer. It's just it's a you tough decision to make. Of course I'm going to say it out loud. Yeah, I ain't come on here to not be myself. Uh -oh. Um, You said baby. I'm signing baby because he's the most successful. I'm uh, I'm developing thug. I'm dropping gunner. All right, cool, cool. All right, state property, dipset, rough riders. I like that. State property, dipset, rough riders. The whole catalog. The kids. Wait, rough riders. That means Eve is in this. Yep. X Eve. X. Oh, come on. Sign the rough riders. I'm signing rough riders. Sign well, for Rough Riders. I, I, yeah, nah, Dipset, and I got to drop state property. Yeah, they got to go. What? You, what are you going to do? He's from Harlem. What did you with, want him to I, do? I worked with them, but they, I, I, I worked with them. I got to I gotta go off the facts. Like, I got to go off the facts, not the, <laughs> not, not the feelings. I got two more for you. I'm going to give right. you two more. Yeah. All right. Nicki Minaj, Cardi B, Doja Cat. We dropping Doja Cat. Easy. We dropping Doja Cat. I ain't dragging her. Okay. Um, um, uh. I'm signing Nikki. I'm developing Cardi. All right, Jay, last one. Jay Z, Kanye, Drake. Um, Jay Z, Kanye, Drake. Knowing what I know today, Jay Z signing Jay Z, developing Drake and dropping Kanye. Facts. Tough pill to swallow, but I don't fuck with Nazis. I got one more for you. Just I got to <laughs> love right. that. I love that. I got fuck with you. I didn't more. say it. I got he one. Did, this not. This not. This, but I this, agree. This, you in sports? Absolutely. Jordan, LeBron, Kobe. What? Makes a That's not hard at all. Not to me. Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, LeBron got to go. This nigga wins. LeBron got to go, bro. Kobe won. Like, what? Kobe? 
See, I we, we could, yo, bro, I could talk an hour about basketball. <laughs> me too. Me too. I'm gonna say what. I'm about to start. I got. I'm gonna talk to you about something. Let's do. Right. I got something to talk to you about. Okay, look. And then the last thing we do before we go is called credit check, mm-hmm. where you get we give you an opportunity to shout out someone that played a role in your life to get here, like an unsung hero, like two or three people. I would prefer, if you want to say family, that's cool, but I always ask for not family because the object is that this person can then, you know, take this and be like, I told, somebody is somebody telling somebody, I helped Wayne, I helped him. And this oh, it's a bunch of people trying to take credit for that shit. Fuck those ones. But uh, <laughs> I, the ones that you said, the I'm shouting out like three people. Yeah. First and foremost, I got to shout out my brother, Walter Jones. Walt? Yeah. Ask at Walt that's at um, Sony now? Yeah, yeah, Sony. That's my now, Walt, Love I got to shout out Walt. Walt, Walt, Angela Yee. Um, yeah, Yee helped me a lot. Walt, Yee. One more person. I say Uncle Gene from my building because he helped me keep me out of jail. Oh, mm, love shout that. Shout out Uncle Gene. He going to show this. Love Uncle yeah. Gene. We all need an Uncle Gene. All right, Tamira. Well, oh. go ahead, Tamira. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was still loving Uncle Gene. All right, so this is The God Show, which stands for Go to Underdogs. Do you consider yourself a Go or Underdog? I ain't even one. I expected you to say some real Harlem shit. Bro. Nah, I'm going to keep it 100. I, so I, can't, I mean, I know I can't, it's not a long, drawn-out answer, but can I tell you why I'm not a goal? No, yeah, go you ahead, could do make it. it as long. I don't really subscribe to that whole ideology of like being the greatest of all time. I think time determines who's the greatest, mm-hmm. and I don't believe in saying that, like, excuse me, I don't believe saying that you're the greatest while you're still out here competing. Mm, that's um, I don't think I'm an underdog is because I've achieved so much, like, Yo, I'm a high school dropout. I dropped out of high school in the ninth grade. I did not go get my GED. I had every chip stacked against me, and I became successful. Moved out the hood, did it, bought a bought a property, worked at some of the greatest companies. Relationships with some of the I am not no underdog. Mm. I'm no, not no underdog. Right. I, I like I put my work in, but I I just don't I don't I don't like the goat shit. Mm-hmm. Like, that goat shit don't I don't really jack that. Okay, yeah. well. I'm going to tell you what I'm guaranteeing you is people on your block right now that's like bragging that that nigga's from my block. Yeah. So oh, that's a fact. You might not want to say it, but you are a goat, my brother. Simba, Simba, my brother Simba. You know yeah, Simba. He would course. call me a goat because, you know, he got the, yeah, Simba would call me a goat. Bro, it's peop- Look, it's- there's tons of people who consider me a goat. I just, myself, that's just a little, and maybe it's my humility. I'm not trying to be humble. Sure. It's just that, like, you know, I, j- I, just, I just don't want to. The thing is, is like that term is lo- used so loosely mm-hmm. that I want to, I want a person to sit, look at me and be like, damn, like I could be that too without me just saying how, about how good I am. I, th- I feel like it's a, a sense of arrogance to just talk about how good you are. I am good, but like I got so much more work to do that Same matters man. outside of music. You know what I mean? Um, with philanthropy, but the next run of my, my career is going to be like philanthropy and sports. I'm never going to fully get out of music, but I want to learn how to be a, a, a sports manager, agent. Mm. I want to. I want to start this. You know, this nonprofit organization is we building it to teach unconventional trades in the hood mm-hmm. to not just children because children do need the help, but it's a lot of adults that haven't gotten their opportunity and got fire inside of them and want to do something and they never had the opportunity to, to have a person like, um, be the person to push yeah. them like you just asked about those three that pushed me so. Yeah, that's what we on. I ain't really on no like I got work to do for real. If it, it by the time listen, you know my this is my goal. I'm not gonna say necessarily goal because it involves death. But when I when my father passed that day, everybody came up to me and told me what they my father meant to them. Mm. When I passed, I just want people to come up to my children and be like, "Yo, if it wasn't for your father, I wouldn't be the man or the woman I am today." Mm. Like, that's that's, make, that's what I'm after, and I that's goat shit, by the way. 
Cause it's well, cause you know why? Cause it gives you something. <laughs> it gives your family something to take pride in. My father yeah. died with nothing, but I had that. I had people like, man, your dad was such a nice guy. Your dad helped me with this. Shit. You know, it's the same thing, and that's the pride that I took. This is before my dad died in two thousand two. This is before Damn. I I was fucking nothing. Yeah. So for me, I, I my thing was like, oh nigga, I promise you, when I pass away, when this Raymond Daniels die, cause my dad named Raymond Daniels. I was a Wayne, I'm Wayne Clark yeah. second Aww. as yeah. well. So, so yeah. when that Ray Daniels, when this Ray Daniels die, it's going the world gonna stop for a couple minutes. Oh yeah. I need my I need my kids to to, to take this shit and keep and it they, going. And they'll see it. They'll yeah. feel it by the respect you get. Yeah. But I just want to say, brother, I, I only I feel like we only allow goats in this room. Okay. Because for me, it's like it's a fucking miracle that we're here. Mm, I, I, it's, a, it's a miracle <laughs> yes. that we're here because I don't think that if you would have told me 20 years ago this would be my life nigga fuck out of here nigga I'm gonna be working at Delta making 75,000 a year that was what I thought my life was gonna be yeah. but anyway we appreciate you I appreciate y'all Thanks, you're, yeah. by the way we, you have to come do a coast report with us oh listen I'm oh, down yeah, to do whatever to we, no, no, no no Jack we gotta get him to do a coast report Jack, with we us because I want to talk this is probably the most unconventional meeting I mean uh, interview we've ever had it was more <laughs> conversational than it was asking questions so we gotta do the coast report and talk shit I'm with it and, by, and if you follow, and if you if you watching this, we want you to follow, subscribe, yes. like. It costs nothing to do the things we ask you for. And this camera's everywhere, guys, and license. This it all costs. So just you pressing the button is what the value comes from us. So I appreciate everybody. This is the God Show, and we are out. So see you next week. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.